Blog Talk Radio. Deuteronomy 28, verse 68. And Yahweh shall bring you into Mitzrayim, Egypt again, with ships. And the way of which I said to you, you shall see it no more again. And there you shall be sold to your enemies for slaves and female slaves, and no man shall buy you. And that is what happened to the regal class of the house of Judah. And I want to give you a brief history. I won't go into it too much, but I can't just make that statement because there'll be people that will push back. But I want to give you a brief history on slavery. (laughs) I was just amazed, I've got to tell you. I mean... When you come to America and you talk to people about slavery, you can, you, you, talk, you can talk to black people about slavery, white people about slavery, and, and they'll, they'll give you all this history on slavery, and it only goes back to the 16th and the 17th century. And you're like, don't they teach you the history of slavery? Why? Ask the bloody question. Why are they only teaching you the history of slavery as far back as the 16th and the 17th century? Why are they only going that far back? Because they don't want you to go farther back than that. Because then you'll actually find out the truth. But from the 16th and 17th century, we'll teach you about slavery. And folks, I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. It gives you something to think about, don't it? Well, folks, just again, uh, I'm so appreciative of your time and your your thoughts and your, I guess I could say, commitment to the Father to uh, want to deep, want to dive deep into this question, this 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 revelation, this movement. Uh, into what the Father, the Most High Yah of Israel, is doing today. I guess I should applaud you, brothers and sisters out there, that are serious enough to tune into a blog talk show for such a time as this, because truly the Father is doing mighty things in this last day. And I can't say enough of it, even in this blog show. What did y'all think of the gentleman that just shared? Ask the bloody question. <laughs> He's from. Um, Obviously, Great Britain, and he's going to be sharing a little later on. Uh, uh, these are some brothers and sisters that are, are, are going to be really weighing in. Now, they're not in the house. These are audio clips. But nevertheless, you'll think they're here because the power behind their words is so strong. Again, they're not in the house, folks. These are all audio clips, not to mention uh, we may get some phone calls, though, for sure live uh, from some of you. But anyway, I, I just, just so everybody know, I invited over, well, forget the number, I invited a lot of people to this show tonight, many of which would be what the world considered white or Caucasian. And uh, we'll see. Uh, I know they're going to show up because the phone lines are already full of people, and so is the chat room. Uh, Well, the chat room is not full, but it is open. And I just want to remind everybody again, Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in uh, to the show. If you have any questions in the chat room, remember to type your questions before 
and after, before and after your comment. That way it'll stand out, okay? Again, if you're in the chat room and you have any questions, um, go ahead and type uh, question marks before and after your questions. That way it'll stand out and Brother Seth will be able to see, ooh, there's a question. If you're on the phone lines tonight and you want to tune in to this hot topic, relevant topic, spiritual topic, more importantly, the, this this topic or subject or name of the, of the Most High, because we're not secular, looking for something popular and what's going to be hot, hot, hot. I just say those things because there are a lot of people, that's where they're at. They, they only respond to some popular and hot. But for real, for real, folks, this, this is something, this is the movement of the Most High. I can't stop it. I didn't start it. It's not really about me. It's, I'm included in it. But it's not just about me, folks. Tonight, you're going to hear some things in the very ears, in your very ears, that will transform your life in some aspects of your life, okay? No truth is going to heal everything about you. No truth. You're going to need, like the, like, like the Messiah said, every word proceed out of the mouth of the Father. That's what we will need to make it in these end times. My name is Brother Seth. Brother Seth, uh, that's what I go by, uh, or to some people, maybe Uncle Seth, <laughs> Cousin Seth. So, speaking of Cousin Seth, I want to thank the uh, my bloodline family, the Douglas Kennedy family in the 13 states tuning in to the show. Maybe not all 13 tonight, but a few of you will be listening here and there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's good when you can get your bloodline family to follow you in anything. And so I really appreciate that, not to mention the 2000. The, uh, excuse me, the support I've received from many of you since 2011, those of you that just follow the show, you follow the show. I really, really thank you. I can't say it enough. I really thank those of you. Okay? Again, tonight is is called End Time Prophecy Reveal, but tonight is part three. Part three. We did a part one, part two. If you missed it, oh, my goodness. Folks, y'all need to just simply go to Google. Type in Five Smooth Song, Blog Talk Radio, and uh, simply just type the words End Time Prophecy. You can get all parts, okay? And really, any topics we've covered over, uh, we have over 360 shows here on Blog Talk Radio. Sorry about that, folks. Anyway. Every once in a while, that doesn't have nothing to do with me, folks. These, 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 they need to update their mixer board blog talk. I'm hauling at y'all. But anyway, I do appreciate blog talk, though, for uh, this opportunity. But they really need to get a new mixer board. But anyway, family, uh, again, I'm Seth. If you listen to Five Smooth Stones, like I said, we have over 360 shows. Google Five Smooth Stones blog talk radio and the and uh and uh, you'll be able to get all of those shows you can just pick we we cover five topics and the five topics we cover come from five questions i asked the most high and i really did ask the most high five questions five concerns i had that was really really dear to me back in 1988 and uh those topics uh the father answered uh I, I maybe i'll cover them later but right now got other things to do here just want to remind everybody those of you that do love what we're doing to follow the show follow the show is very simple that little email
email I sent to you, just look at that email, that the, the front page of this show, and you should see a button that says follow. It'll probably ask you to log into, uh, you can log into Facebook or Twitter, but you will be able to get a reminder sent to your phone, I mean, excuse me, to your um, Facebook or Twitter every single time we do a show. Please follow the show. Many of you love what we're doing. You tune into what the Father's doing in these end time, and you don't want to be left behind in no aspect of life. Follow the show, because that's what we're about here, doing what the Father really is saying these evil days. You know, everything the Father is saying, family, he can't say in the churches. He can't say. You know, these churches have blocked the Father. It depends on what he want to say. If he want to talk about faith, they'll preach that. Folks, if he want to talk about healing, they'll preach that. Yes, the church will preach that. If the Father want to talk about grace, yes, the church, they'll teach that. You can go to the, your, your local church and get a good message on grace, and they're going to do a good job in most cases. But if he want to talk about racism, which was one of those five topics, again, with five smooth songs, you're not going to hear that in a lot of these churches. Forget it. Because pastors fear, some of them uh, uh, fear, pastors fear a split, division, and they will not teach it. Again, we're talking about five smooth stones, the five topics, so racism is one of the things we cover. If people start asking questions like, how do we become the different colors we are? Not to divide people, just simply because we're intelligent human beings. This thing called so-called race and skin color or, or, or nationality is based on skin color, and people have questions about that. And, and, and how do we come become light in the first place? And you know, if we started out brown, people are asking these questions. Well, you're not going to get that in your churches, most churches, most churches. You're not going to get it. Forget it. And if you start talking about, you know. Questions like what we're going to be talking tonight, who are the true people of the Bible, who are the true Israelites, why does it matter, what does it have to do today, forget it, not at your church, it's not going to happen in most cases. And these pastors, it's either they don't know, they're ignorant, or ignorant just means don't know, lacking knowledge, or they fear what the message is going to do, or they're just so poisoned against it, and they believe in the wrong people are the Israelites, which is what's the case, unfortunately. In most churches. Don't start talking about the one world government, new world order. They may hit that a little bit, but they're not going to stay on it too much. So these are just some of the things we're talking about here on Five Smooth Stones. Again, welcome, welcome, welcome to Five Smooth Stones. Well, we got a very exciting show for y'all tonight. Again, End Time Prophecies, Part 3. I'm going to go ahead and read the show's description. And I think this will make a lot of sense here. Once I read this show description, you'll see even clearer what the brothers talk about. I said this to many of you. It says, End Time Prophecies Reveal, Part 3. Whites exclusively speak out tonight on African Americans being Israelites and why it's vital to the planet today. Join us tonight, Tuesday, June 19th. 2018, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. This presentation will feature our brothers and sisters, so-called whites, giving the finale on proof in scriptures of scattered Israelites 
waking up worldwide. From various parts of the world, these voices weigh in on this revelation reshaping our world before let me just read that again, because that was just that diss under me here. Let me from various parts of the world, these voices weigh in on this revelation reshaping and it is reshaping our world. And then we'll cover other other vital end time prophecies on future shows. I kinda of mentioned that and then I went on to say in this end time prophetic series, we discuss topics from a Hebrew Israelite perspective, such as the mark of the beast, mystery Babylon, the beasts in Revelations. You know, who are those different beasts and what are the different horns and all that? We'll be talking about how the Father is, well, stretching forth his hand to again resurrect a remnant of the real Jews and key events he will do with them. That's what we're doing tonight. We'll also be discussing the rapture in this series, and the 1,000-year reign of Christ, the New Jerusalem, Armageddon, etc., etc. We'll be talking about those things coming up very shortly. Folks, we're going to be talking about the book of Revelation. That's one of the, one of the questions I asked the Father. Could I understand the book of Revelation? And we are going to be doing just that. So just get ready, get ready, get ready, as the, as the Bishop Jakes would say. Folks, listen, I'm going to go and go to the phone lines and bring on our guests, um, Sister Eliana Badia has been riding with me for now, I guess, about three or four months, and she has really been a, a, a great spirit to do this work with. Uh, many of you used to five some songs over the years, having a lot of men, Brother John, Brother uh, Elishua, a victim to Victorious. You know, I hadn't heard from him in a while, but nevertheless, he does uh, do shows with me. Uh, uh, brother, um, uh, Brother Yashua, for sure, who's been on. Uh, the show and and, and uh, brother Joe also he, we hadn't heard from him in a long time. The, the, our, our gentleman that keeps us abreast of the one world government and what they're doing. Um, so anyway, these are just some of the voices. I can't thank everybody. If I miss your name, don't be offended. I just just doing a lot here. Y'all know I'm working on one working my boards tonight. I had a my producer is out of the house. Uh, so to speak. He's not in the house tonight, and um, I'm by myself. So anyway, Sister Eliana been kind of riding with us as a female voice, and Sister Yaina was doing a little work with me here and there, and then Arlene, don't forget Arlene, my wife, she has definitely uh, uh, gave a, a just great insight in various shows, uh, especially early on. Y'all, again, if you want to listen to Arlene's uh uh, I think we did the show talking about righteousness and just other shows. Tune in again. Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio. You can hear some of those older shows. But anyway, Sister Eliana has just kind of came aboard and, and really just we have such kindred spirits. Can't y'all feel that? I mean, we have a little disagreements here and there, but for the most part, she really, really, really got a solid, a uh, clear understanding of, of what the Father is doing as it relates to the real Jews. And folks, you better be somewhere understanding who are the real Jews and what the Father is doing with them because what's happening in our world today, you will be thoroughly confused if you think those people over in Israel, most of them, most of them are Israelites, are the Jews. You will be thoroughly confused in your Bible studies. You're thoroughly confused in end-time prophecies. You won't know when the army... You'll be thoroughly, thoroughly confused. 
And when we talk about Armageddon, y'all, I can't wait till we get into the the, the nuts and bolts of end-time prophecy, because when you hear about Armageddon, it's not what a lot of y'all think. But anyway, Sister Eliana has come on and just really helped me out a lot, and I really want, before I even bring on, I just want to thank her so much for her, her spirit and just, 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 just being her. I mean, she has really, really, really um, uh, uh, had that insight. You know, everybody got their gift. And Sister Eliana can go places none of us men can go to on this show. She have. Um, I love the, the fact that her father is, is in the ministry, and a brother and a sister, and they have really uh, uh, the brother and the, and the sister have really come on and helped us understand this even clearer. And I just appreciate it when you're raised up in a family uh, that fear of the Most High, that 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 worship the Most High, and that that. Uh, so I'm just really thankful for Sister Eliana. I just can't. I just have to tell her before I even bring on. I just really appreciate your sister, and can't wait to what you have tonight. So let's go and get a little music in our background. I always kind of like to have that. Again, we'll just go all the way, folks, to Mercy, California. That's where she's at. I'm in Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, bring on my sister. One other thing before I bring the sister on. If this show dropped for any reason, I doubt if it does. Blog talk been good to me lately. Uh, but if it does, folks, remember, call that number back. And if it says there is no show's plan, there is no show's plan. Know that that's not true. I'm working on reinstituting a brand new show, and that number will work if you just keep calling back. Again, if the show drops, because I don't know what kind of warfare we're dealing with tonight, people do not appreciate what we are talking about tonight. Know that. The show drops. Brother said to throw together a show in less than two minutes. So just hang up, call right back. Until we, uh, until it's 10 o'clock p.m., you can do that. After 10, you know, we're done. Um, we're going to go past 10, but I'm just saying, uh, uh, um, if this show drops before 10 p.m., know that it's not Brother Seth doing it. It's some other force, and just call back, and we'll re- redo it, okay? And we'll do a new show. All right. We're all the way in Mercy, California. And uh, let's see here. I think this is, uh, we got, hopefully this is her number. Oh, well, my phone, my my board is taking care of. Sister Eliana, I'm coming to you, I'm waiting for your light, your light to your line to light up. So anyway, um, yeah, it's just taking a little time. Anyway, folks, listen. Uh, I don't know if anybody know it or not. Oh, is she good? Is she where did she go, Sister Eliana? Did you call back? Okay, let's try it again. Okay, there we go. Erico eight one two zero nine two three three. Sister Eliana, about yeah, are you there? Yes, I am. Shalom, shalom, and shalom. Well, Sister, shalom to you. And if those of you that don't know what shalom means, you're living under a rock or something, just mean peace. She could have very well said peace. But we like to talk as much Hebrew as we can here and there. Again, we live in the English culture, but we do like to just reminisce uh, days of old and speak as much Hebrew as we possibly can. Sister, go ahead and say hello to the people. And also, we got some new callers. Now, some of these phone numbers I've never seen before. If you could, please, 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 um, uh, just kind of let them know how to get a hold of you. Yes, hi, uh, shalom to everyone, and that uh, again, it means peace and uh, traditional 
Hebrew greeting to the to the Hebrew people. Um, I'm Sister Eliana Batya, and again, I'm in Merced, California, which is the Central Valley of California. And uh, you can reach me on um, Facebook at Beth Shalom Mashiach. It means House of the Messiah's Peace. Also, Fresh Wind of Torah, T-O-R-A-H, on uh, blogspot.com. I'm on Blogger. And uh, you can email me at bethshalomjg at gmail.com. That's the best way to get a hold of me. And I have a congregation, a mostly online congregation here in the Central Valley, um, and we are teaching the people who they are, uh, that we are the original Hebrew people uh, spoken of in Scripture and all of the things that have happened to our community as a result of what was prophesied that would happen to our ancestors for not keeping the laws and commandments of the Most High. So I'm, I'm very happy to be on tonight, and I'm looking forward to hearing all of the confirmation out of the other communities um, that we are indeed the Hebrews of Scripture. Amen. Amen. And I spell amen, A-M-A-N. Well, folks, listen, listen, after a while, you know, you, you know, we may feel like we're beating a dead horse sometimes, Sister Eliana, but I've learned to do different, come at people with different ways saying the same thing. Some of us, some of us, Sister Eliana, is so full of self-hate. Again, if you don't know who you are, some of our white brothers and sisters in power will make sure they give you who you are if you don't know who you are. And what happened is a big void was us as a people. We can just tell our history back to slave ships, inventors, civil rights icons. That's it. That's it. We can't go past the slave ships. And what some people have done, full of the devil, full of Satan, have sought to control us. Of course, the Father removed his hand of protection and allowed us to be so because we are indeed Israelites. You'll find out that's tonight, rebellious Israelites, our forefathers we're talking about, and these things were supposed to happen. This is why I tell everybody, hating the white man is futile because, again, every single thing they're doing, for the most part, most of the things they're doing, the Father say would happen. And those things they're doing to us that's not in the Scriptures, they will suffer for, and that is the reason why to this very day America's in trouble because we're Israelites. And like Hitler says, America's cursed because they mistreat by enslaving the Israelites. He kind of got it wrong. They're not in trouble because they're enslaved, they're in trouble because they took it too far. Did y'all know Hitler said that? Anyway. We're going to hear from our white brothers and sisters tonight, and again, they're going to be talking about this very revelation. You're going to hear from the mouth of very very many people, uh, well, I should say several of our brothers and sisters, so-called white brothers and sisters, and I want you to hear what they say, hear what they don't say, the intensity in their voice, listen to your, listen to the hearts of the people tonight. And you're going to see truly, Sister Eliana and, and listeners, that it is not just something we're doing. I know you know that. But this is a move of the Most High. The world has to know, has to know 
has to know who the true Jews are, else they cannot understand that Bible. It's like a, it's like you'll never understand even the return of the Messiah, Cecilia. And I, you know, I know you can weigh in here too as well, but even the return of the Messiah, it says when Israel become a nation again, when that remnant return. Well, if the people in Israel today is not the true Jews, and remember, we do we don't acknowledge those people in Israel for the most part as being bloodline Israel, but we do believe that at one point Israel was a very dark skinned nation and they was enslaved by the people from the north as the scriptures foretold in, in Jeremiah one fifteen and in Joel two and other places talking about a people coming taking captivity the earth really into captivity, but especially the Israelites. A whirlwind coming from the north, he that coming from the north, a wicked nation coming from the north, coming from the north, coming from the north. The oppressors of Israel, it always seemed to be that they come from the north in most cases. Or we believe that's who those people are. Revelations 2 and 9, Revelation 3 and 9 talks about this. Okay, behold, I know those who say they're Jews and are not, but of the synagogue of Satan. We're going to repeat a lot of scriptures. Y'all bear with me. Some people are new tonight. Again, Revelations 2 and 9, Revelation 3 and 9 say, Behold, I will come in. I will have them to come and worship at thy feet. Those who say they are Jews and are not, but of the synagogue of Satan. Well, who is those people who is telling thy feet? Again, Revelation 3 and 9, Behold, I will make them come and worship at thy feet. Those who say they are Jews and are not, but of the synagogue of Satan. Synagogue of Satan? Synagogue of Satan? But you're going to hear our white brothers and sisters tonight tell you just that. They are of the synagogue of Satan. You're going to hear Jewish people say out of their own mouth tonight, y'all are the Israelites. Tonight. Tonight will be a life-altering change for many of you, because some of you have never heard this. And like I was saying earlier, many of you think we're just some angry black folks full of racism and just want to keep this thing in the flesh. Now, while we understand what the Father is doing, remember when he resurrected his people, like with Sister Eliana and I are trying to do tonight, it's not enough just to know you're Israel. You have to bow that knee and bow that heart and commit your life, your your your, your thoughts, and your walk to the Most High and follow His Christ and receive that higher righteousness that's higher than just being physical Israel. At one point, that was... Actually, I can't say even in in ancient time there was enough to see Eliana. It always has been about the heart. Am I right? Yes, you're absolutely correct. So tonight, tonight, uh, uh, we're just going to hear from our brothers and sisters. And I say the term white. Y'all have to understand this, and, and, and we're going to get to them, get to those, these clips pretty quickly here. But I, I say the term white tonight. You heard me say white, white. Remember this show. On this show, I've said it a trillion times. I don't acknowledge whites. I don't acknowledge white people uh, uh, based on. I don't think that whites are people based on a color. That was around 1861, around that time when they created this concept of black and white. Before then, uh, a German would be black or white. It was just somebody from Germany, and that was scripturally correct. You know, the Father acknowledged regionals, regions, and languages. This is what make up the different people, not skin color, because there's white people wherever there's non-white people. Black, dark-skinned people have the ability to produce blonde eye, blue eye, 
blonde hair, blue eye all over this planet, Sister Eliana. So Europe is not the home of white people. Oh, can I interject a little bit? Go right ahead. You know, like when uh, when our armies go into battle with other countries, they say the Americans are here, but the American army is made up of many nations of people all living in America, holding to the American standard, and act in a certain way according to the the worldview that America has set for us in our country. So when they go out as an army wearing the uniform of America, uh, the American Army, Navy, Marines, whatever, the people say we were fighting the Americans. They never say we were fighting the black Americans, the white Americans, the Hispanic Americans. They just say we were fighting the Americans. And that's what you're saying uh, about, you know, Germans before this concept of uh, the the amalgamation of all of the white-skinned um, peoples coming together to be a nation. Um, before that, in their individual countries, no matter what their skin was, they were Germans, they were French, they were Dutch, they were British, whatever. And, and it's the same thing in Britain today. I think I, in the Royal Guard, you may have, you know, Britons of all skin colors that are part of the Royal Guard. And you know that they're part of the Royal Guard by the garment that they're wearing and the way they behave. They're in unison with the rest of the Royal Guard. And so it doesn't matter the skin color, they're part of the British Royal Guard. And it's, so that's what you're saying is that it didn't matter to the people then um, what the person was. It, it, they were identified by their uh, the country of origin or the country where they lived. Is that correct? Is that what you're Beautifully putting put. Beautifully put. Beautifully. And uh, I, I, I want everybody to know that really there's no such thing as – when you say race, it can't be because of somebody's color. That's exactly what we're doing. Who are those white people? Who are they? They're not a people based on just their color. Where are they from? Europe. No, they're not. Spain. No, they're not. Germany. No, they're not. Where they come from? Put it was there. Who are their forefathers? We all come from the motherland, folks. We went various places, and we went with those places, Germany. Oh, and by the way, the blacks was all throughout, so-called dark skin or black people was all throughout Europe before they was there. I'm laying the foundation, folks. We're definitely talking about white speak out tonight. We go, They're coming, trust me. Y'all going to just hold on a second. I have to lay this foundation, everybody. Folks, listen. Think about what we're saying. There's only two people in that garden. And they gave birth to all of us. Those people are from Africa as well. Those pyramids, all of us boast about the pyramids and all that. That's why, that's, that's their history as well. They come from albinos. They come from Africa. They was rejected and abused just like albinos are today in Africa. There's all types of shades of hair. We're Africans hair ain't like them. Oh, really? What region of Africa? There are dark-skinned people all over Africa with all types of hair. That's not white hair. That's African. Why do you have hair like African? Why do you have African? You know, that's blowing the wind hair. That's a result of Africans. Everything you see, if it ain't African, it ain't on this planet. If it didn't come from Africa, I'm talking about early on. It ain't from this planet. They're Martian or something. That nose is African. Wide lips, African. Little lips, African. Look like just a slit in the face. 
no, less African. High cheekbone, African. Oriental look, African. Slanted eyes, are you kidding me? African. Short people, four feet. Are you kidding me? Pygmies, African. Tall people, seven feet. Sudan, that area, African. So who are those people? Who are white people? <laughs> there are vinos that went up north and mixed and they began to multiply. And I think the multiplication had to do with what the Father said. I will provoke you to jealousy, Israel, by those that are not a people. One more time. I will provoke you to jealousy by those that are not a people. How can they not be a people? What did he mean? Are they not human? He mean they're not ancient people. They don't have an ancient lineage. They're break-up people. They're, they're from all kind of tribes. That's why two people on this planet got every kind of look there is. White people have every bone structure, every kind of look there is. And so does so-called black people. Chinese can't say that. Europe and Africa is right there together. Those are the same people, folks. So, tonight, what do we have? And my board is acting up. Sister L, I don't know what it is, but when I go to play something, it takes taking a delay. I don't know what that is. But listen, I want to ask you a question while I reboot my computer, okay? I've got a little trouble here. I was afraid of this because we really need this computer tonight. So listen, Sister L, I, don't, I'm, I was, I was going to hit this really brief, and then I was going to go to the... Uh, to the, uh, to, the, to the clips here but I want you to talk about why this is important why this is important why is this important there are a lot of people listening this phone line is lit up just like it always is and uh, the chat room why is this important sister me, me, why would the father do this please go right here well just as in the, the birth of the messiah the father always leaves himself a witness. He always provides a witness for the skeptics. And just as in those days, he provided a star. He provided knowledge to men from the east who were very far away, and they came to announce the birth of the Messiah to the present um, administration in Israel who were not Hebrews in power, and, they, of course, they didn't know anything about what was happening because they had to seek the wise men of Scripture and find out what are they talking about, who is this king, and what is this prophecy. So, you know, we're not too far from the mindset today. The Most High has announced it in Scripture. He has um, made it known to us as Hebrews waking up, but not just to us because he knows we're a hard-headed, stubborn, stiff-necked people. So he also gave a witness among the nations. Many of the nations know the history. They understand who we are. They've been tracking uh, our uh, diaspora and our captivity, and they also know that this is a time of our release. And, it, and in, in many nations, in the Middle East, in China, all over, so it's not just something that's happening in in America amongst African Americans. It is happening worldwide, and the Father will always, like I said, leave a witness. And it's important for us to wake up and realize this because, you know, we tend to be polarized around our own communities, our own issues, 
our state's policy, our news, our local news, instead of branching out and, and stretching our understanding of what's happening on a worldwide uh, scale, also on a biblical, spiritual scale, we have to grow from just what we're understanding in the local news and what we've been taught in our schools. We have to stretch our understanding. And the Father has made a way um, to, to, to have this information go out worldwide, become a viral um, thread of information. And if you wake up, if you just look around, you can see what's going on. People are beginning to wake up and realize that those people in Israel have not fulfilled the scriptures, and they also know historically the origin of these people. But when they're looking deeper, they also understand our origin, where we've come from, and they know that there's a time of release, that we are about to be released from the not only the curse, but we're also going to be released from the nations. And uh, a lot of these nations got their prosperity off of the backs of our forefathers, and when we come out, they're going to lose that prosperity. So it's important for us to understand so we can properly position ourselves and we can be aware of our times and our seasons. We really have to know what we're up against, and we really have to understand what's going on. So I'm excited because, you know, I love the fact that this show is continuing to bring forth this knowledge and you're going to always have people in our community to, to become skeptical. That's nothing new. In doing historical resource, I'm sorry, research on even the Macca, Maccabean Revolt, if you go to the apocryphal books and read about that battle, you'll find out that there were what we call snitches today. There were Hebrew snitches that didn't want to see uh, Israel restored as a nation, they were going to Rome. They liked the Roman rule, and they were going to Rome with lies against um, Judah Maccabees and his brothers and the people who were fighting with him. They did not want uh, Israel to rise. So this nothing new. You know, we see that with what happened with Malcolm X and with Martin Luther King. It was people in our own community who were bought by those who hated us didn't want to see the rise, and were the Judases, so to speak, that sold out the leaders and got them killed. So, you know, we're always going to have those Hebrews that are, you know, double agents, two-faced, snitches, you know, always throwing a rod, trying to create dissension and, and confusion. And, again, that it's because their heart is not with the Father, and, you know, it's not even a new concept among Hebrews. Let's just be honest. If we read the story, uh, the, the total biblical story, this thing started in the heavens. You know, it started with the archangel, Lucifer, creating a rebellion, a dissension, in the perfect place of heaven, creating a dissension and convincing a third of the angels to lose their place and to lose out on their eternal inheritance. So, you know, it's not anything new. We have to, and we can't speak to all of those that are in disbelief or unbelief or unwilling. We have to gather those that are willing and who are ready and who are understanding to move forward because we're never going to convince 
the masses of Hebrews, even though their condition is what it is and we are all in the boat, we're never going to convince all of us that we're going to be all right. And, and, and Sister Yolanda, if I may jump in here real quick, I think you're absolutely right. And uh, I I just hope and pray that we have a, a line full of people that would have what they call ears to hear. Because truly there are those that are in these churches and they they love the Father. And they've just been taught so much against, they're so pro-Israel, they're so blind uh, uh, by all the things we've heard. I was one of them over the years. Israel is major in these ch- especially evangelical churches. I mean, that's the major thing. Hopefully this, this this music don't go up, y'all. Bear with me. I'm having a little trouble. I'm not doing any of that, just so y'all know I'm not doing any of that. This is all, this this, this computer is doing its own thing, I promise you. And that's why I rebooted this, so y'all bear with me. Can, can you hear me, Sister Eliana? I can hear you fine. I can okay, hear you good. Well. Yeah, I'm not doing any of the music. All of it is going by itself. Welcome to... Whoever you thought you were, you're a Jew. Hold on Hello, a second, everybody. Welcome that, that, to that, whoever you thought you were, you're a Jew. That is one of the clips, but I didn't start it, so hold on, everybody. I'll tell you, this is weird. This is weird. I didn't start any of that. Anyway, I don't know what this thing going to do, y'all. I'm serious. So, um, I told you. Just bear with me, Sister Eliana. Just give me one little thing here. I think what I'm going to do is... Hello, and welcome to Whoever You Thought You Were, You're a Jew. The TV show that teaches the ignored truths of history. We also teach this concept over here. Folks, again, I'm not doing that. I'm I'm not kidding, y'all. Just bear with me. Today's show is called Race. That's one of the shows that, that is a good. I'm going to be quiet. Maybe it'll play all the way. That's one of them. So uh, hopefully I'll enjoy this if, you know, uh, before race, we cut off or something. We're talking about that group of people that white people sometimes call niggers. I wonder how many of you actually know what that word means. You will by the end of the show. Now, <clears throat> if I were to tell you that blacks once had a great culture which exceeded the culture of whites, you probably find that pretty incredible. But we're talking about the ignored truths of history. Those of you who've been watching this show may perhaps recall that several weeks ago, we talked about the fact that most of the Jews alive in the world today may actually be descendants of Russian converts. Now, Jews like to consider themselves to be descendants of Israel. So the fact that Russia was once a Jewish nation for 500 years, in fact, and that most Jews who are alive today may be more closely descended from Attila the Hun than from King Solomon, these are facts which are just glaring facts, and it's incredible that such things could be ignored. And the question of how such things could be ignored has an answer, and the answer is collusion. All the parties involved have silently agreed even perhaps without ever talking to each other. They've silently agreed to just not discuss this subject. In the case of the Russian Khazar Jews, it's embarrassing and frightening to Jews to consider the possibility that they may actually be descendants of converts and may have very little Israeli blood in them. In the case of the Russians, it's a horrendous embarrassment to them to admit that for 500 years in the Middle Ages, Russia was a Jewish nation. So they just ignore it. It's collusion. 
Now, if I were to tell you that blacks, for as many centuries as whites have been uh, superior, if you want, in the Western world, that for just as many centuries blacks were superior, you'd probably find that hard to believe. And you'd wonder how such a fact could be hidden. And the answer is, again, collusion. The whites wouldn't want to admit such a thing, because whites like to feel superior and like to think that their superiority is somehow permanent, decreed by God. As for blacks, if you look into the black civilizations that we're going to take a look at momentarily, you find something pretty interesting. You find that those civilizations actually arose as Jewish civilizations, later to become Islamic civilizations. Now, we live in a nation where blacks are taught that whitey got ahead by being a liar and a thief. So today's so-called black leaders get on the air and proclaim that the way to get ahead in America is for the black man to be a better liar and thief than whitey. I don't know about you, but I've thought about this matter, and there's no question in my mind as to where these so-called black leaders come from. They were put up there by whitey. Now I'm not going to name any names. But the truth of the matter is that the roots of black greatness historically lay in Judaism and Islam. So the blacks who are teaching today that the answer to the question, how do you get ahead, is get the money, dollar, dollar, bill, y'all. You folks know who I'm talking about, and that's what they teach. They don't want to hear any talk about God. For these people, the dollar, dollar, bill, y'all crowd, the realization that black greatness in the past lay in uh, roots which go into Judaism and Islam is not really what they want to hear. So they just ignore it. As for the blacks in this country who are not dollar, dollar, bill, y'all people, we find that most of them are members of Christian churches, which is a good thing except for the fact that they've been taught since childhood that Judaism and Islam are the enemy. And they've been taught that lesson so well that when they start to hear that the roots of black greatness historically lay in Islam, that's as far as they're going to go with that. They'll take slavery, thank you. So there you have it. Collusion. For whitey, it's great to keep black down. And for the blacks, it's great to not admit that in the past you were a Jew and later a Muslim. Now we're going to talk about the truths of history, the ignored truths. These truths are known to you if you're a black Muslim in America. You already know this if you're a black Muslim. But if you're a black treated in those whorehouses and condom vending machine buildings that we call public schools, then you probably don't know this. And if you're a white, you almost certainly don't know this. Let's talk a little bit about black history and let's start with a map. This is a map of the uh, area around the Mediterranean Sea. <coughs> Up here we have Europe. Here's Africa. I think you can see on your screens that in this area of Africa that I'm pointing to is a desert. This, of course, is the Sahara Desert. The territory to the north is fertile. And the territory to the south is fertile. In fact, it's very fertile. Now let's talk about empires. The first great empire in Western civilization was probably Egypt, over here. Not much is known about the early Egyptian empire. There's lots of speculation. 
But in the process of time, the empire passed. Uh, Israel was great for a short time, but that didn't last either. Now, I don't have to tell you that a great empire arose in Greece. Uh, most historians of uh, intellectual Western history trace the history of Western intellectualism to Greece. Now, the Greek empire didn't last too long, a number of centuries. One could reasonably ask why Greece became so great and why it was unable to hold on to its greatness. One could write whole books on that subject, and I'm sure that lots of such books have been written. But the fact of the matter is that for whatever reason, the Greek Empire rose, the Greek Empire fell. Subsequently, Western civilization moved over here to Italy. That's, of course, what we now call the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire at its peak stretched from Spain all the way around the Mediterranean, encompassing Arabia and parts of northern Africa. The Roman Empire lasted longer than just about any other, better part of a thousand years, but in the process of time, Rome passed as well. There was a Persian Empire, which had its roots over here in Persia, uh, actually over here, Iran. The Persian Empire at its peak stretched from Egypt, encompassing most of the Middle East, just about up to Greece. And the Persian Empire passed as well. The end of the Persian Empire came, uh, oh, I guess around the year uh, 640 or so, when uh, the armies of Muhammad began to conquer the Middle East, a process which was completed with lightning rapidity. So the next great empire was the empire of Islam, an empire which, in many respects, has not ended to this day. It arose in Saudi Arabia, immediately conquered the entire Middle East, conquered Persia. The Persian Empire was Zoroastrian, Zoroastrian in religion. They, they got rid of that, replaced it with Islam. They tried desperately to get into Europe at this end and failed, but what they did do was they came across North Africa, and North Africa fell to the Muslims. It fell quickly. Okay, folks. That was just one of many voices. I just wanted y'all to hear him. That gentleman is a rabbi. Um, uh, I'll probably try to get the credits here at the end of the show here. For the most part, I just wanted you to hear these... Hear, he probably, I think this gentleman said who he was at the beginning, actually. But let me go ahead and go to another um, clip. Um, Sister Eliana, what did you think of the gentleman just then? I mean, it was kind of quick, but what do you think of it? A lot of these folks, I'm, I, I deliberately find clips that was no more than about 10 minutes because I know how attention span is for most of y'all now. <laughs> but what did you think, Sister Eliana, of the gentleman just shared? Yeah, that, again, you know, I've done an extensive research and, and – um into those, you know, the topics that he was talking about, and um, I'm, I'm glad that he was presented it. And, you know, I like the way he was delivering uh, that information. So he's going back into some of the history of the cultures before Islam um, came about. I just want to say one thing, though, for, uh, for the listeners is that um, a lot of people don't understand that um, the commandments that the Mosai gave are about four, over 4,000 years Old. It's about 4,000 years ago or so. And Christianity is about a little over two, almost 3,000 now years old. And Islam is really the newest religion. It is, um, it is, it is probably cresting on about 1,000 years, so not even 1,000 years yet. Uh, so Islam is one of the newest religions. And I know that they used to tell uh, our our 
the freed Hebrews that their original religion was Islam, but that's not true. Islam is a very new religion compared to what the father gave to um, Abraham over 4,000 years ago. So just just want to make that note. Good point, good point. Folks, look, the next clip is even shorter, and but it's just what they're saying. Just listen to what they're saying, and I'll try to give who these people are towards the end. But check this out. This is only like four minutes, but check out what they're saying, okay? But who else are the real Shemites? There are other anti-Zionist, non-Ashkenazi, Torah-keeping Jews worldwide that are the true Shemites, just like the Yemenite Jews and the black African Shemites. And I most probably shouldn't go here, but I will anyway. You see, after the destruction of the temple, yes, many of the Jews, the poor Jews, remained in the land. But there was a migration as well of the more affluent Jews to Yemen and to other parts of Africa. Other parts of Africa. You see, the black African Shemites were actually then taken away in slave ships. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 68. And who were the owners of these slave ships? Who were the biggest slavers in the 16th century? The Ashkenazi were the biggest slavers in the 16th and 17th century. Going into the 18th century. You see, Ashkenazi slaving was huge. This is from, I have to be careful when I say this from my sources, it's always best to go with Jewish sources, right? Because you just, try, you just trod on a bunch of toes. So we'll go with the Jewish sources. There's a ton of sources out there, but I'll stick with the Jewish ones because that's just safer. The Jewish scholar Jonathan Shorshek says this, Jewish merchants routinely possessed enormous numbers of slaves temporarily before selling them off. If a slave auction fell on a Jewish festival, it was postponed due to lack of buyers and sellers. The Jews of Suriname gave their slave plantations Hebrew names such as Machanaim, Nachamu, and Goshen. Rabbi Herbert Bloom adds that the slave trade was one of the most important Jewish activities. In 1694, Jews owned 9,000 African Shemites. Jewish slaving is in fact confirmed by the Jewish encyclopedia. So in the days that we live, there's nothing more important than this Malkitzedic message to the true Shemites. Because this Malkitzedic message of the true Shemites is the solution. It is the solution to the Palestinian problem. It is the solution to the Black Lives Matter that is being fermented by the synagogue of Satan. It is the solution to racial tensions, segregation that is all part of the synagogue of Satan's plot for Yahweh's people to fight amongst themselves based upon the color of our skin. That is ridiculous. But that is what they want so that we keep our minds off of them as the true slavers of Yahweh's people. 
when we all realize who's behind this racial and political fermentation, the synagogue of Satan, and when we join the priesthood together as Joseph's coat, we're victorious. Then we're victorious over the New World Order slavers, their Luciferic, Levitical perversion. You see, they're obsessed with blood. They're obsessed with their own blood and they're obsessed with your blood. But they're not obsessed with Yahushua's blood. And Yahushua is what many of you call Jesus. Again, there was no J in the Hebrew, but that person that... that the, we we know of Jesus did exactly for live, and Yahushua is one of the name Yahashua, Yahweh, uh, Yeshua. These are all the same names, so don't get alarmed by Yahushua. Again, Sister Eliana, help me again. Don't get alarmed by it, Sister Eliana. I'll come to you really quickly before I start this next clip up. Really quickly, any comments? No, no comments. Um, I'm glad. I, and who was that person? As a matter of fact. That's what I was telling the listeners earlier. What I may try to do at the very end is give all of the names of people. I don't have it wrote down here. I was so busy trying to upload these clips. You know, I'm the only one working on the boards today, these days, so I okay. was just focused on trying to get them uploaded. But I'll try to give uh, a way to get a hold of these various voices. But the main thing I wanted to share with the people, and we got more coming at you, folks. We got some of the clips longer than others. Uh, I think the longest one is like 20 minutes. So y'all just you got a lot of voices coming at you coming tonight. But you heard him say, Yahushua was blood. So just don't be thinking a lot of these are white people that just hate the Jews. Or the, the, some, a lot of these is born again. I, I was very careful with what uh, videos I upload. So just know that uh, most of these people are born again. They trust in the Most High. And they live, I mean, they believe in the Messiah. So you'll hear that out of their own confession. you hear that. Uh, I do have a question. And, and, and just so y'all know, y'all can ask questions. Again, you can ask questions tonight. Press one of you, uh, I'll bring you on the phone line. We're going to play these clips. And, uh, but in the meantime, it, it, uh, you can ask questions. You may have to wait. Once a clip starts, you have to wait till it's over, okay? But let's go ahead and go to the phone line. I've got a uh, question here. Air code 6785599. Go ahead with your question or comment. Give us your city and name, please. Hey, Shalom, Brother Seth is Elishua. Shalom, brother. How you doing? Say, Sister Eliana, say hello to Brother Elishua. Shalom, Brother Elishua. It's good to hear your voice tonight. Hello, Queen. How you doing? I'm well, and you? How are you? I'm blessed, blessed, blessed. I'm a whole lot better than I was earlier. Okay, that's um, good to hear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, I was listening to um, the first one. I had to stop. I'm actually in the car, and I stopped. And I had to get out of the car, but I was listening to the first uh, message that you played and the guy who was talking about the issues in Islam. Well, you know, let's get the timeline correct. You know, based upon our conversation a couple of weeks ago, we're aware that the first people who took us in captivity and slavery were North Africans. And as we, you know, and but at that time, remember the, the timeline of Islam, Islam begin to take rise about now, the- now hold on hold on brother Elisha, just so you know i don't want you to because i don't know how much of the show you listen to and i know how you are you're professional this this this, this show is not so much on the timeline of the uh, muslims all that as it is as him acknowledging who the true jews are does this tie oh, yeah, into that go ahead go right, go, go ahead man. definitely i was just going to say that 
you know, for people, because they, one of the biggest things that people, when we talk about acknowledging who we are, one of the biggest difficulties is people trying to make the connection between how do we get from Israel to here to the present? What was the sojourn? So when he mentioned the slave trade, uh, the Islamic slave trade, you know, the Islamic slave trade started about the 7th or the 8th century. Because let's not, you know, uh, uh, Muhammad himself was not born into the seventh century, and then they built Mecca as, as well within the same century. So what he said is pretty much consistent in that regard, and that's why I come and Sister Eliana said that many of the people believe that when we came over here, we were taken as slaves, and they say that Christianity wasn't our religion because they thought Islam was our religion because that was the religion that was forced upon us by Muslims. It wasn't something we embraced. It was forced upon us. Yeah, that's the only comment I wanted to make, and I'm going to continue to listen. So I'm going to have to hang up for now, and I'm going to call back, but I wanted to, I'm going to continue well, listening. Well, continue listening, brother, because we definitely want your input. I mean, this is a historian, scholar here, theological, theological major, so you'll be very interesting in any comments you have. Okay, I'll go ahead and put Brother Ellis Shure on hold as he requested. But it's good to hear his voice always on this show. Again, any of you that have questions or comments on anything you hear, you let us know just like the brother did. Let's go ahead and go back to the to put back to the clip. Uh, another clip. This is uh, uh, this is a rabbi here. This act, the brother is actually Jewish, so-called Jewish. Now we don't acknowledge him, of course, based upon DNA, because again the Israelites are scattered and, and they have to fulfill all of the prophecies and um, the people in the land today don't do that. That's what we've been talking about for the last two shows. So anyway, here comes the next clip. Hopefully enjoy. This is about 10 minutes. And I'd like to now bring up another interesting place that you're finding descendants of the Israelites, but may not necessarily be from the Ten Tribes, but will also play a role. And it shouldn't be overlooked. It's a very serious scenario. It's, it's in Africa. Africa has perhaps hundreds of millions of people with this identity right now of being from the people of Israel. Does that mean they were from the Ten Tribes? Likely not. We were taught by the historians and within our own traditions that when the Romans conquered Judea a few hundred years after that the tribes of Israel went into exile, perhaps millions of Judeans were sold into slavery, into Africa, into Rome, deep into Africa, and... If you look now, you're seeing people who are most likely the descendants of those slaves who kept true. I'd like to bring up a few specific examples because they're going to be game changers. One of them wrote letters to Israel when it became a state. And they said, we're, uh, we're Israelites out in Africa. You know, everyone laughed at them and they said, African Israelites, these people are just trying to jump on the first world country bandwagon. They're living in a third world country. They got nothing. We're coming to Israel. We got innovation, technology. So they're trying to get on this train because there's such a thing called the right of return. All descendants of the Jewish people from around the world are able to move to Israel. So they, they said we are also. And everyone kind of laughed at them, like I said. And a few people took it serious and went out there and started studying them, learned about their culture. And a professor from Duke University went out there and did DNA testing on them. And he showed not only do they share Semitic genes from people who were in Yemen and back to the Middle East, these gentlemen, a large percent of them, have the Y chromosome to be Kohanim, to be priests. 
Now, for anyone who doesn't know, a priest is a specific family clan of the nation of Israel who come from Aaron, the brother of Moses, who was the first priest. And anyone descended from Aaron is, has the, the, the status title priest. And we found that these men in this village in South Africa called Lemba, L-E-M-B-A, carry this genetic marker to let us know that they share the same as from the Svartic and the Ashkenaz and, and the population of the people in Israel today, they share the same exact DNA marker. That's mind-blowing. So everyone kind of got humbled a little bit who, who laughed at them and said, now, now, now what? Now what do we do about this? This could have tremendous implications. Another area in Africa you have uh, something big happening is in Nigeria. You have the Igbo people, or Igbo, pronounced either way. There's 40 million of them, also Christians, like I spoke about before, how that could happen to the children of Israel very easily. But also, a lot of them are now coming out and converting back or adopting the, the rules of the Torah without all the paganism that they've been practicing for hundreds of years. There's been books written about it from scholars in Nigeria, from scholars from the Jewish people. And where it gets interesting is, in America, there was a slave trade. And a lot of the slaves, a very high percentage of them, came from Western Nigerian ports. And in America today, you see a, a very large movement of African Americans who say that they're the real chosen people, that they're the children of Israel, they're the Judeans. You know, so what, are they just trying to create a, an identity for themselves because they were slaves, or is there really something here? And the answer is, most likely there is something there. And most likely... Maybe that they were the original Israelites, and maybe that the Jewish people today who are white Caucasian people um, came in a little bit later on. We know that some of the greatest sages of the transmission of the Torah were converts from Rome. You have a man named Uncleus who, who wrote a commentary on the Torah, unprecedented, that we still learn today. He was a convert. Some of the largest pillars on the transmission today were Roman converts. So here we are, we're, you know, I'm speaking, we're Caucasian Jewish people, and now you have people in Africa saying that they're the real people of Israel. It can't be ruled out at all. We know they were sold into slavery. We know now that they're fulfilling prophecies by saying, we're coming back, we want to rejoin the nation. The Planet of the Apes, part two. I'm going to take you guys even deeper. Okay. They were showing some clips. That video actually didn't stop, but um, that's all we can show. Um, it's a very good video, uh, um, again, but it, right now it's showing pictures and stuff. So let's just go ahead and go to another clip. Check this out, folks. This is uh, one of my favorites. We actually played this last week, and I felt like it was... Um, worthy of playing again. Listen to what this brother said. This is Brother Dana, Dana Stevens. All right, we're trying to get Brother Dana on the show. Maybe we'll be able to do that in the near future, but check this out, folks. Hello out there to everyone viewing this video. My name is Brother Dana Stevens, and I'm coming to you 
um, and going to say some of the same words that I used in a video I created a little over a year ago, that by the time this video is over with, many of my white family and church family once again will reject me and dislike me. But I need to put this out there and put this out there right now. The white Jews that you and I have honored and been taught all these years are God's chosen people is an absolute lie. They are imposters. They are fake. They are descendants of the Romans that rose up into power in between the New Testament and the, and the Old Testament that we as Christians believe was the Dark Ages. But God was speaking. But as they rose to power, they did exactly what Deuteronomy chapter 28 said would be done out of the very mouth of our God. When he said that my people will be taken from a land and stripped of their name, their identity, their culture, and everything about them and brought to a land where they will be enslaved and where they will be beaten, where they will fear the terror of their master day and night. And one of those verses in Deuteronomy chapter 28 says that even that nation will hover over them like that of an eagle. And so with that basis of that understanding, I am telling to you, my white brothers and sisters, that we have been duped all these years. We have been duped to believe that our black family members are low-life monsters created to be slaves and nothing more than that. But the truth is the absolute opposite. They are the chosen of God. They are the chosen of Yah. And God, even the God that we say we call upon in Christianity, is coming back to redeem his people. And it makes it very clear that the nation that held his people in slavery are going to fall much like Pharaoh fell when he refused to let God's chosen people go. And I know you're going to doubt me and say prove it, but my question is this, how much proof do you and I have on the things that you and I believe that we've been taught? I've never done research. So read The International Jew, which was written by Henry Ford, who built so-called You're In My Car, that back in the 19... 20s and 30s, he spent millions of dollars, two or three, to do research and found out that the Jews that we serve today are fake Jews, and the relationship between our government and those Jews is based off of wealth, not that they're God's chosen people. That is the facade for us to tie with the enemy, while the real chosen people that we have enslaved are stripped of their identity and who they are. And so, white America, I want you to know that that which took place in Egypt under the reign of Pharaoh when he refused to let his people go is exactly what's going to happen to America when we in the white church refuse to acknowledge and let Yah's people go. And it doesn't matter if you believe this right now and right here, but time is coming, just like it did for the Egyptians who laughed. And so... We have a lot of forgiveness to do in the white church. And this is why I know we do. Because there's no way we love and honor our black brothers and sisters in this country outside of the knowledge that they are God's chosen people as equal as we do the Jews. And I even was kicked out of a church. And I was literally kicked out of a church of, black, of a black pastor because he said that I'm preaching a black Jesus. 
and that I am bringing in separation and that I should not focus. Even as us as whites now are going to say we shouldn't focus. It doesn't matter. Under Jesus, we're all one. But then my question is this. Why have you given so much honor and so much devotion and purpose in this country to defend and to protect the Jews? Our attitude is not the same. You actually hated on President Obama because you thought that he was not going to love on God's chosen people, the Jews that are living in Israel. And as a nation, if we want to be blessed, we must be a blessing and a protection of God's chosen people. And all of my white evangelical teachers and, and pastors and preachers teach that. So now why does that change? Because we found out that we are protecting the wrong people and actually the people that we need to be protecting and acknowledging are the very people we have enslaved skin color it's skin color even in my black church it's skin color that you've been taught by my white people that that to believe that Jesus or Yeshua yeah my white people are going to say come on he was not black well he sure was not blonde hair blue eyed the way that we portray him he was far from that. So now why are we picking out details when we have lived with a complete opposite of a detail in the way that we portray Jesus Christ? Well, Henry Ford was the one that revealed that the Jews were actually fake. And the government told him that he would not be allowed to publish that book. And if he did, they would destroy his business. And then you get Hitler that we have been taught as a bad man because of what he did to the Jews. Well, yes, that is true. But guess what? Hitler himself knew that the Jews were fake and that the blacks, the Africans that we enslaved in this country were actually the real chosen people of God. So America has distanced ourselves from learning anything about Hitler except for he was a bad man. But there is some truth in that bad man that we as a bad country, white country, are failing to acknowledge. And so we're going to have to love Yah's real chosen people as much as we love the white Jews. We've acknowledged to these white Jews, see, and this Holocaust is a foreshadow of what we need to do with our hearts when we find out and are made to understand the truth. That we must acknowledge that this black holocaust has happened and is still happening. Just like the Germans and the Americans around the globe acknowledge that the white Jews were enslaved by Hitler and treated unfairly and murdered and were trying to be wiped out. Well, we are doing that very thing to our black brothers and sisters in this country from the moment we enslaved them. So we must acknowledge and then must repent and return back to them that which we have stolen. Isn't that what we've mandated them to do for the white Jews? Is to give them back what a nation stole from them and we fight for them to be protected as a group of people from any intruder or nation. Well, we're going to have to protect our black brothers and sisters with that same mindset of attitude. And we must love them the way that we love the white Jews. And so beyond what we can do with our mouths or what we refrain our mouths from saying the N-word or so-called racist words, 
the God that we serve in white Christianity also says that he sees the content of the heart and what lies inside there more than he does about what the words are revealed. For the mouth and the attitude is all controlled by our heart and our relationship with Jesus. And I know that journey has been where the Lord has had me on 23 years ago when I was beat up by five young black men and after they beat me up they said welcome to racism but I thank God at that time that he had helped me to feel that pain and then put me on a journey for 23 years to understand the depth of pain that we have bestowed upon his people that we are the two are bestowing upon our black brothers and sisters and that has led me on this journey and I knew I had some hatred towards the white Jews at that time as I perceived them as God's chosen people and I had some of those living around them individuals the Jewish people living around me and I remember one time I was driving down the road and there was a Jewish family coming out of the temple synagogue that Saturday night and I had the choice in my spirit and I heard the voice of God say are you going to let them go or are you going to make them wait and I decided at that moment to let them go because I knew what was in my heart towards them jealousy even as a Gentile looking at them as a Jew and the moment that I let them go the Lord released that jealousy and that hatred that I had towards my white Jewish family and now in that journey he's revealed to me God that my black brothers and sisters that have ancestry in slavery that were brought over here by our ancestors and have been enslaved now for 400 years see whether you enslaved them or not in those years with Pharaoh I can't believe that everybody that died in the judgment literally had a slave but the mindset of the Egyptians were the Hebrews whether they enslaved them personally or not were less than and that's exactly what we look upon our black brothers and sisters whether you want to acknowledge you've enslaved them or not or had anything to do with them we still look at them as less than us and just think those of us that belong to Jesus would never have that type of attitude for a Jewish person, even a poor Jewish family, that we would definitely understand the possibility and the reason that that family is in the shape they're in because of what was so wrongfully done to their ancestors. And yet we refuse to acknowledge the same truth that we have bestowed upon our black family and still do to this day. But I'm saying to you, my white brothers and sisters, whether you're listening to this now or in the several years to come, until we repent and until we acknowledge and until we love our black brothers and sisters in this country the same way we have loved the white Jews who are actually not the real Jews, we will, you will, I'm not, going to understand the judgment of a righteous God. And why am I not? Because I've acknowledged that my black brothers and sisters are chosen. Because see, I asked God one night after being in the inner city all these years to say, God, us white people, we have 
some tolerance for some minorities and stuff, but we don't have any for our black brothers and sisters. We actually hate them above any other group, and why is that? And after all these years, he spoke to me and said, because they're my chosen. Whether or not you believe that I hear the voice of God is not... You take your chance, I'm not taking mine. So until we in the white church in this country repent, acknowledge, and love and restore our black brothers and sisters, Yah's, God's chosen people, when the judgments hit this country just like they did to Egypt, we will not be able to save ourselves this time. One love society dot love. If you're one of my white brothers and sisters, and there's several of you out there, you know we've come together that know this truth. Please contact me because we need to build a team to go back to our own family members, white family members, to begin to speak the truth because there is going to be so much hardship coming upon my white brothers and sisters in these years to come to get them to acknowledge and let God's people go, which those of you that know what I'm talking about, this resonates with you with joy because you know who they are and not anger or fear or jealousy. And if you're listening to this and you're one of my white brothers or sisters and this this is not residing in your spirit, then I'm telling you, you need to open your spirit and really ask the God that you serve the truth. Because those of us that have, this brings joy to us to understand that we are privileged enough to be in communication and to be in fellowship with the chosen people of God. Because then at that point, There's no longer Greek or Jew. We're all one, loved by God, loved by Yahshua, loved by Jesus. But I'll never fail to acknowledge that they're His, God, the Most High, chosen. Join the One Love Society movement. And let's get this truth out to both sides, but especially to my white brothers and sisters, before the death of judgment hits this country. Like I said, I'm Dana, Brother Dana Stevens, and I'm wrapping this up. And I know there's probably several, again, of my white family that I have now created to be enemies. But I'm going to speak the truth because that truth has set me free. And I know it's going to set some of my white family members free. So, God bless. Powerful, powerful, powerful. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. We've got a lot more of that coming your way, folks. Again, tonight, end time prophecy. Can't get no more end time than this. Reveal. What's reveal? Well, there's several things we're going to be revealing on this series, but tonight we're talking about the topic of Israelites, the Jews. The Jews are as important to end time and revelations in the book of Daniel than the Bible itself. I mean, it. They are what the whole book is talking about, this most high and these people. If you don't know who they are, your Bible study is in jeopardy. Some of you may not believe what I'm about to say, but in some areas of your study, even your relationship with the most high. Let me explain. I say even your relationship with the most high. Let me explain. If you're African-American and you're looking at us and you, you're looking at the state of your people and you don't know why you're going through what you're going through and you can't explain to yourself or your children or your grandchildren or your homeboys or your homegirls and y'all talk about the state of this people all the time and you are these people, 
you will be tempted to either hate or disrespect your own people. Psychologists say it's so bad they coined the phrase self-hate. Umar Johnson, I don't agree with everything he say, but he counsels, he's a psychologist, very popular among these young people. And he talks about the self-hate among young people. He talks with young black girls all day long, and he talks about this hate, self-hate they have. If you don't know who you are and why you're doing what you're doing, and you don't know why you got that black skin, and you don't know what dark skin means, and you live in a world where whites, the people that so-called rule over you, the so-called white people that rule over you, don't know who you are either, well, guess what they're going to do? They're going to tell you what they're taught. We all are taught a certain lies, pack of lies, system of lies. The most dominant people on the face of this earth is what we call the Caucasian. Again, you can't base the people based on color. Who are they? That's the real question. <laughs> they can't answer it either. That's why on this show, Five Smooth Stone, for over 25 years, not that long on this show, but for 25 years of my life, but on this show since 2011, I've been hitting this hard, getting on a lot of y'all's nerves because I'm trying to get the church to talk about this. Who are those people? They're a mystery. And we're a mystery. So what they do, they just lie about their history. Burned, their forefathers burned down the noses of the Sphinx. Burned up libraries, knocking off noses all around the world, lying, changing the very history of mankind. Why? Why? Because they cannot enslave a human without that. So now the lies are, are everywhere. We're full of it. I tell people all the time, the father showed me a long time ago, I was a white supremacist. And I remember talking to a great man by the name of C.T. Vivian who walked with Dr. Martin Luther King, and I told him, man, he looked at me sideways. But then when I told him this, he looked at me like, I've never heard that before. I said, Dr. Vivian, Dr. Vivian tells me, oh, you, you're not a white supremacist. White supremacist person with power, blah, 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 blah. I said, Dr. Vivian. He was just on Oprah's show, back-to-back, -back, two shows straight. I say, the father showed me, Sister Eliana, I was a white supremacist. And that it's a philosophy, it's a teaching, it's a thought pattern. And anybody can be it. And I'm going to say this, I'm going to Sister Eliana. I want you all to listen to me, everybody, because this show is, you know, I, I, I have whites and blacks listen to this show. I want everyone to listen to what I'm about to say. I'm not that bright. Some people think I am, but compared to some people, I'm not that bright. There's no way in the world I would come up with this concept unless the Father gave it to me. Folks, if you live in America, you brought up in this system, especially if you have a degree, you're a white supremacist to some degree. You are. You practice it all day long, every day. I guarantee you. I, can, I don't care how pro-black you are just because you say, I hate white people. That don't mean you're not a white supremacist. A white supremacist is someone who actually believes whites are superior in any way. Anyway. If I ask you to close your eyes right now and imagine the Messiah and imagine the in the Bible and all this, some of y'all are gonna have a, a mind full of white people. That's white supremacy. There's no such thing. And when I say something like that book was full of dark skinned people, don't I sound racist? I know I do. Tell the truth, don't I? 
That's because we're white supremacists. Which means we have been taught and brainwashed that everything is white. Everything is white. That's where the self-hate comes from. We don't have no purpose. We don't know who we are. Like Miles Monroe said, if you don't know the purpose of the thing, abuse is inevitable. So the father, I told Dr. Vivian, the father showed me I was the white supremacist, Dr. Vivian, and that anybody can believe it. What do you say about black people killing each other over a pair of tennis shoes, over uh, or over a block, just murdering each other? What do you think? What, what do you say about a people that call themselves niggas? What the what the, the oppressors call them, and they butter it up. What about those that born again that love the father, and they still say niggas? Those are people with the philosophy of white supremacy in their head. Making fun of each other's skin, making fun of each other's noses, and then when they run face to face to an African, they say the African don't like them. Well, I wouldn't like you either. If you look like me and you say I'm not from your land, African Americans is sick in need of a physician. And this show is just a part of that physician right now. I believe the father is in what we're doing, Sister Eliana. I believe the Father is what we doing. But before I go to the next clip, Sister Eliana, please, any last words? I'm looking at the phone lines and with questions or comment. Press 1. Well, I just want to say that, um, you know, it's not by accident that we have this problem in, amongst our community because every day we are seeing, you know, no matter how much truth is told, the callers are going to go to the television and they're going to see commercial after commercial, there you go. Movie after movie, unless they're watching a black channel, and they're going to continue to see this white supremacy, this this idea perpetuated. They're going to see it in advertisement when they go out to the grocery store. They're going to see it when they walk into a convenience store, and they're at the counter being served, and someone white walks in behind them, and the the worker behind the counter looks past the black person and says, "I'll be with you right in one moment." What are you saying? I'm inconvenienced by this Hebrew, and I'm going to serve you. So we're, it's not by accident that our people can't seem to break the cycle of the self-hate and the white supremacy. Now, some do, and they take it into different forms of ultra-black power, ultra-black you know, uh, nationalism, but the father has to break down a system, a global system, before we are going to have a worldwide or a permanent release of this because it's so easy to go on vacation or to go, you know, out shopping after getting this truth and the rest of the week you're bombarded by information, news, all the slanting of the media. They're only reporting on people who are white or largely, and if they do report on someone black, it is an an incident that has happened. It's very little good news uh, reported about us as a people. So it's not by accident that we are struggling as a people because until the neck is broken, until the back is broken of this beast, our people are still going to be partially mentally and emotionally enslaved to this concept of who they are. And let me say this uh, uh, before I go to this next clip. Folks, I, I promise you, y'all haven't heard anything. I got some. I got. Some, I'm about to go to a sister. You got to hear what she's got to say. A white, a so-called white sister. 
you know, y'all got to hear what the ladies are saying. I got I got some ladies that's going to be coming. You got to hear this, folks. So just hold on. It's coming. But I got to say this because, again, we get people tuning in, Sister Eliana, late. They don't be knowing half what's going on. And, and, and I love them, too, but I can't repeat everything. But I will say something I didn't say on this show. And I, I this is for everybody, really, whether you late or early. I didn't say it, so here it comes. I didn't get a chance to share why I felt it was important because we have a problem with the, the mixer board. But let me just say this, folks. Why are we doing this show again? One more time. You heard Sister Eliana give a brilliant reasons, reasons, plural. Folks, listen. If African Americans is truly people of the Bible, let me tell you, you know, I have a bishop that's been, we've been talking a lot. And he, he, he just, his thing is, it's all flesh. The flesh profit nothing, blah, blah, blah. Well, the flesh does profit nothing if you want to compare it to the spirit. It's nothing compared to the glorious identity we have in Christ, you know, uh, uh, again. But it, I know people that are foster, they are, they're in the foster system, Sister Eliana, and uh, they don't know who their parents are. And they know who they are in Christ. Some of them lay hands on the sick and, and they recover. And, they, and they've had miracles all throughout their life. They are, they're seasoned believers, but they would get anything they would give anything, Sister Eliana, to know their mother and their father. Why is that? Somebody say, your spiritual identity is all that matters. Your spiritual identity is all that matters. Really? Really? We do this, family and friends, listening tonight, have shows like this, talk about these so-called fleshly topics, because, number one, the Father is resurrecting fleshly, physical, bloodline, Israel. He wants this revelation known. That's the number one reason we do this. It's because he's in it. I've been to 24 countries, so many of you know, I've said it all the time, and I'm telling you this is not a global thing. Last week we showed it with Reverend Pandy. This is a global thing. Now we're just showing our white brothers and sisters, letting them kind of finalize the show by having these clips to hear what they have to say, because it wouldn't you know, I just want to hear all sides. There's people all over the world that are saying this. It's not just African Americans. Remember, African Americans, we believe, is just one of the lost tribes. But here's some reasons, real quick. We're going to go to this clip really quick. Make this a record amount of speed here. So listen, I'm going to talk fast. The most important reason this is important to African Americans is number one is we've been looking at this God, this this Father, Yah of Israel, Yahweh or Yahshua. I mean, excuse me, Yahweh. Are many of you call him Yah? Various names. I won't go through all the names, but many of you are looking at him and you don't understand why we go through what we go through. I'm talking about African Americans, and then even outsiders are looking at us and saying, why do they go through what they go through? And somebody come along, Cecilia, and tell their lives that they're, they're inferior. They're just niggas. Just look at them. Watch what happens when they go into neighborhoods. Watch what happens when they do this. And, of course, there's always exceptions to the rules. There are always uh, those of us that do act up, and, you know, because of our, we don't know who we are. And, and we do we are nasty. We do take down neighborhoods. We are killing each other disproportionately. There are always those, those misbehaving. But then there are those that do go get their degrees or whatever society says is a good thing. We do. Nevertheless, we are dysfunctioning, malfunctioning. We're not operating quite like the other nations are. And we're praying to this God. 
We in church more than anybody. We forgiving more than anybody. We're more spiritual. We're talking tongues more. We dance more. We shout more. We get in the choir more. Where is God at? How can we been down for so long? So without us knowing the thing we're going through is literally scriptural, every single thing about us, we talked about scripture, talks about our young men being on the streets, street corners. It's in the, it's in the book. Isaiah 51 and 20, I believe it is. We talked about slaves. We talked about houses led by women. We talked about men being locked up in prison. We talked about how we would sigh or cuss more so than any other nations. All types of scriptures we've talked about, talked about, talked about, talked about. The reason it's important is the Father looked like he just don't care for us. Some would argue. And those of us that are spiritual, we know better. But I'm talking about the vast majority of 40 million people in America. They don't know why. Not to mention those in Africa and South Africa and West Africa and India. We don't know if they even know why they're going through what they're going through. Other Israelites scattered. You mean to tell me the church won't tell them what, why they're going through what they're going through? You mean to tell me somebody that's foster child that has a relationship with the father? You, you're going to tell that foster child, Bishop Robert E. Smith Sr., that it's not important that she find her parents or he find their parents? is important. They may understand why they're left-handed or why they're right-handed or why they walk the way they walk or why they have this scar. Why they... It's going to bring all kind of understanding. And guess what? It will even enhance their relationship with the Father. But that's just one reason. The Father looks biased like he's picking on them. But with this revelation, they can see the Father's love. So see, Eliana, we're going to the clip here in a little bit. In about a minute here. Powerful clip's coming. Another reason it's important to understand each other as a people. Our wives and husbands get tired of us talking about our pain, our pain, our pain, and we start taking each other for being weak. There's a disrespect we have. We don't want to do business with each other. We don't believe in each other. There's a self-hate or a self-disrespect we have. We don't understand. There's just, just, we just don't understand why we're at the bottom. And after a while, those excuses may be legitimate, but after a while, we just start to look down on each other. That all ends once we see that we're nothing more than living out scriptures that said that we would be going through this and going through that and at the bottom of society and all these things we would be doing. So now we see it's divine. We see, oh my goodness, we are Yah's elect, the most high elect. Israel was the most powerful people ever to walk this earth. Some of you might be thinking, why so many curses though? Why, why, why? Because we were so blessed, blessed, blessed. We had it so better, better, better. We gave religion to the world. We gave, we showed the world how to walk with the Father. Not not necessarily religion, but relationship with to the we showed the planet what the Father requires. Israel was supposed to be even in their dispersed through the four corners. Whether they're in obedience or Sicilian they're walking in punishment. They're supposed to teach the nations. So now we understand what we're going through and this creates a love. I have a love for our people that I didn't have before and I've been I've been born again for a long time. But now I see, I understand the malfunction and the 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 the, the, the retardation, if you will, the 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 the, the, the misbehaving. I understand it. It makes sense. The last thing I'm gonna say, because I got a lot of reasons, but I'll just say one more: is the word of the Father, the word of the Most High, looks very contradictory. He says over and over and over, if Israel is disobedient, they're going to suffer and be at the bottom. If they obey, they're going to be at the top. They're going to rule over all the nations. Israel is just not just curse, curse, curse. And again, if you walk with the Most High personally, 
this is not something. This is not about your household. This is about your nation. You are part of a nation, whether you like it or not. And whether you acknowledge this, African Americans, as you as if whether you acknowledge you being a Hebrew Israelite or not, you are Hebrew Israelite. It's in your blood. You can fight it or, or claim it. It don't matter. And to the, my other brothers and sisters outside of Israel looking at us, you'll understand better how to handle these people. Again, the word of the Most High look contradictory. There's many things that the Bible says would happen when Israel become a nation, and it hasn't happened. And many of you have don't understand the book because you've been looking at the wrong people. This next clip, I promise you, you're going to be blessed by Cecilia Eliana. Um, I want you to check this out. This is a sister. Well, I'll let the clip speak for itself. Anyway, here we go with the next clip, everybody. Hey, I'm back for my second video today. Um, I am doing this video. I've been, like I said in my first video, I've been watching the Black Hebrew Israelites on YouTube, and I've been learning a lot. And so I just felt like everything that I've been learning, I feel like now it's my responsibility, now that I know the truth, to get it out there. So I'm hoping that by me doing this video that maybe it will help to wake up some of the other black Hebrew Israelites. I see them on the videos, I read their comments, and a lot of them are just like, the Bible's not talking about us, that can't be us. Like, they just, that's not us. And I, I want you to know that yes, it, it is talking about you. So first things first, let me give a little bit of background about myself. I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness up until I was about 18. I um, Something just didn't feel right. I, I couldn't figure out exactly what it was, but something was off, and I thought maybe it was just me. I don't know if you're familiar with the Jehovah's Witnesses, but if you are not living the guidelines that they say you should be living, you're not accepted. And so I just felt like, well, I'm just a bad person. I, I can't live like that. And with my basically entire family, with the exception of a couple people, all being Jehovah's Witness, you know, I was taught this by my mother and my father, so I felt like I, I mean, being lied to never even crossed my mind. I, I never thought that's what was going on. But now I realize, yeah, that is exactly what happened, and I'm also trying to get my family to realize the truth. The first thing I want to talk about is the appearance of the ancient Hebrew Israelites. I'm going to give you a few scriptures. It's, it's not a lot, but to me, if you don't see it after reading these few scriptures, then you're probably never going to see it. The first thing, before you do this research, you need to push out of your mind everything that you've been taught, trained, religion that you've been taught, everything. Just push it all out and start with a clean slate. I It took me about a year for my eyes to be opened because I, even though I wasn't a Jehovah's Witness anymore, I still felt like that was the truth. And I was still defending it. And it wasn't until I pushed that out of my mind that my eyes truly got opened. The first thing I want to talk about is in Exodus chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, when God was speaking to Moses and he was going to use him to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt where they were enslaved, he was giving him some signs. 
to let him know that, hey, I will be with you, you know, I will help you with this. So he had told Moses in this particular chapter and verses, he said, uh, stick your hand into your bosom. And when he pulled it out, it says that it was white as snow. Now, if you were to take somebody of my skin color and stick my hand in my bosom, pull it out, and it's still white, that's not really going to be anything miraculous. But now if you were to take a person of black skin and put their hand in their bosom, pull it out, and it's white, that would be pretty miraculous. Another example is of Miriam. In Numbers chapter 12 and verse 10, it says God turned her into a leper and she was white as snow. So if he turned her white, then she obviously had to be black to begin with. In Amos 9 and verse 7, God is speaking to the children of Israel and he says, Are you not as the Ethiopians unto me? Now some versions are going to say Cushite which if you don't look that up, it's not really going to mean much to you. But if you look up the word Cushite, it's going to say Ethiopian. Now we all know Ethiopians are very, very dark-skinned people. And God was comparing His people, the children of Israel, to them. A couple of other scriptures are Lamentations 5 and verse 10 and Job 30:30. Those also refer to the skin color of the Israelites as being black. Now I have to tell you this, um, if you have a new King James Version, it's going to take the word black out. You need to go into an older King James Version and uh, it, it will have the proper, the proper words in there. Now you have to ask yourself, first of all, why do we need a new version of the Bible? What was wrong with the old one? And second of all, why would they take the word black out? What are they trying to hide? Now, in Revelation chapter 1, verses 13 through 15, is a description of Christ. And it brings out that he had hair white like wool. Now, I want to show you a picture. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody knows what wool looks like, but I just wanted you to get a, a good visual. Okay? Now, there's wool. Now, I'm going to show you another picture, and we all know who this is. But when you look at his hair, it is exactly like the sheep's wool. Now, I know it says that it was white, so I want to show you a picture of an older Hebrew Israelite. And when you look at his hair, that's exactly what it is, white like wool. Now, if you look at the gentleman next to him, who is a so-called white person, he does not have woolly hair. And white people in general don't. I mean, you look at my hair, it's it's not woolly. It's it's thin and fine and straight, which is, is pretty much the norm for the so-called white people. Now, also, in um, Daniel 7, cha chapter 7, verse 9, it talks about the Ancient of Days, which is God himself. And there's a description of him there and it says he had hair white like wool. So when you read these scriptures it, it really shows beyond a shadow of a doubt that God, Christ, and the ancient Hebrews were all black people with hair white like or with hair like wool. Excuse me. Now another thing I want to touch on is in Deuteronomy chapter twenty eight. 
Now, the first 14 verses are talking about God is, God is telling the Israelites, okay, if you keep my commands, this is what I'll do for you. The remaining verses, are, he's telling them, if you don't keep my commands, then this is what will happen. I want to read chapter 28 and verse 68. It says, And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships by the way whereof I spake unto thee. Thou shalt see it no more again, and there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen, and no man shall buy you. Now, if you were to get a globe and you were to look at where the Hebrew Israelites were at, they would not need a ship to get to Egypt. So God was obviously talking about something else. He wasn't talking about the physical land of Egypt. If you look in Exodus 13:3 and Deuteronomy 20 and verse 2, it refers to Egypt as a house of bondage. Now, I want to show you something, and I know everybody has seen this. I saw it a million times but never paid any attention and never really thought twice about it. But on the back of the dollar bill, there's a pyramid. Now, pyramids are notorious with Egypt. I mean, you say pyramid, that's automatically what you think of is Egypt. So why would the United States of America put a pyramid on the back of their dollar bill? Now, with the word Egypt meaning house of bondage, God was obviously telling the Israelites, hey, I'm going to put you back into slavery. Now, the only race of people that were brought over on ships and sold as bondmen and bondwomen, which are slaves, are the so-called African Americans. That's, that's the term that the white man has given them. Now, like I said before, if after you do this research, which I, I don't expect you to take anything that I'm telling you, I, you know, look it up for yourself, do the research, that's what I did. Anytime I was shown a scripture, shown something in a book, I'd look it up myself. And do the same thing. And if at the end of that you still can't see it, then I really don't know what else to say. But I, I want the black Hebrew Israelites, I'm trying to help to get them woke up and to see the rich heritage that they really have and what a blessing to be one of God's chosen people. I mean, honestly, I'd give my left foot to be one of God's chosen people. Um, so I'm just trying to help and get this out there and I'm hoping that if one person listens to what I have to say and they see the truth, then great. I, I'm ecstatic. So I, I'm hoping that um, this helps and I hope everybody enjoyed my video. Thank you. Love that. And that was a younger sister, very intelligent lady. And I really appreciate what she was saying. I want to just just real quick, and I'm going to go back to the next clip. We're not going to hold, um, we're not going to even comment that much. I just want to say this really quick, then we'll go to this more power. Even more powerful clip because more people get into the scriptures than others. But check this out. She did get into the word, though, for sure, for sure. But just keep listening, folks. It gets, it's going to get better and better. Now, watch this. When she said the word chosen, again, many of you listening to these shows, uh, you've been tuned in for a while. Again, you can listen to Five Smooth Stone, everybody. If you have any questions or comments, press on the phone lines. If you're in the chat room, just put question marks before and after your question. But many of you say, 
Bill said, um, what are you about chosen, chosen for? It is much easier to have a relationship with one family. Actually, the father wanted to have a relationship with the planet, but the planet turned their back on him. He didn't turn their back on his back on the planet. The planet turned their back on him. So he chose the man, Abraham, and said, I'm going to make you great, and by you shall all the, 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 the nations of the world be blessed. You see, going to be as the stars. Nobody will be able to number them. This is chosen in its finest of his word. And he took that man and blessed his, his seed, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the, the, the 12 tribes. And, and he began to do mighty things intimately with these people. And watch this, folks. Those of you that say, what, what do you mean by we chosen? Why, why, why? Why we go through so much? And, and what's the purpose of all of this? The Father did mighty things for these people, folks. We cannot imagine the miracles. He he fed them personally. Can you imagine being out in the desert and, and and food is coming down from the sky? Can you imagine wearing shoes for 40 years and they don't wear out? Can you imagine your neighbors terrorizing you because they heard of the this old, the, the Red Sea parting, opening up? I mean, miracles after miracles. Nobody in the world was experiencing that kind of thing. They was a great people. You shouldn't even bring up the Romans in this conversation, Rome and all these other world powers. Israel was top of the line. The diet, the law he gave, he showed them how to live as humans and what it meant to be a man and a woman and, and just all of those wonderful laws that the law did bring in guilt, setting the stage for Christ to come along. But, folks, there was a mighty people. He just said... All I ask of you is you pass these precepts, concepts, laws down to your generations. If you don't do that, and he began to name all these things in Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26, and really throughout the whole scriptures of what they would go through. Now we're living out that. So white people are not our enemy. That's another reason this is important. They're, they're our enemy in terms of their they're the ones that the Father chose to rule over. So yes, they're our enemy in that regard, but really our enemy was the rebellious the rebellious heart of our forefathers. Go to the next clip here in, the next, in less than a minute. But I just want everybody to know that. We was chosen to be an example to the world of what happens when you obey the Father and what happens when you don't obey the Father. To see His glory through mankind. All of the wonderful, wonderful stories of the, 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 that, he, that He did with, his, with these people. These people this people, their foreparents, educated the world about this Elohim or this God. So for that reason, when they disobeyed, they would have it harder than the other people. Folks, you got to listen to this next clip. I'm just going to play it. I'm just going to play it. It's a short one, but uh, <laughs> this woman here got something to say. Shalom, you two. I, uh, felt compelled to make this video for lack of a better term and I'm going to entitle it I'm sick of white people and yes I'm white and the reason I'm sick of white people is because no matter how much fact no matter how much scripture you all are presented with regarding who the Hebrews in the Bible were and who they are in the earth today which would be the so-called Negroes, Hispanics 
the Native Americans, the Aborigines, uh, no matter what you're presented with, you still want to dispute this and maintain your superior, pompous, arrogant attitude. And um, it makes me sick. I come across these so-called biblically-based websites and listed for the 12 tribes of Israel are all European countries. What is wrong with you people? You should be ashamed of yourselves. After everything these people have been through at the hand of the white man, slaughtered, ran off their land, sold into bondage, had their heritage stolen from them, would it kill you? Would it kill you to acknowledge the fact that these could be God's chosen elect? Well, evidently so. And unfortunately, in the words of King Solomon, there's nothing new under the sun. As a matter of fact, I'd like to read what King David had to say regarding this. And this is from Psalm 83. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden ones. They have said, Come, and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. For they have consulted together with one consent. They have a confederate against thee, the tabernacles of Edom, that's you white people, Edom, and the Ishmaelites of Moab, the Hagarians, Gebal and Ammon, and Amalek, the Philistines, and with the inhabitants of Tyre. Ashur also is joined with them. They have hoped the children of Lot, Salah. So, um, yeah. You know, despite the fact that there's an African tribe with a piece of the Ark of the Covenant, and despite the fact that it's been proven that Native American tribes wrote in ancient Hebrew, a very, very ancient form of Hebrew, you still, you still want to think that you're Israelites. And I hate to break it to you white people, but you are not. You are Edom. You are Edomites, the descendants of Esau, Jacob's brother. And um, I guess this is where that term comes from, the white man is the devil. Well, in this case, the truth, it hurts oh so bad. Okay, folks, we're going to go to the very next clip. But before I go to the next clip, 30 seconds here, I don't believe the white man is the devil, so I will make that correction. But that was her talking. You heard it from her own mouth. Check this out, though. Hello, everybody. This video is to show you who the true Hebrews or Jews are, or Yehudim. The people in Israel right now are not Jews. They're Khazars. Your true Druze or your true Yehudim are the so-called black person or African-American, as you like to call them sometimes. Um, they're not African at all. They're the true Jews. They're the true Hebrews that were brought over here on ships, which the scriptures mention. If y'all are going to believe these lies, you're going to get misled. And that's the purpose of this. It's not about color. It's not about this and that. It's about identity theft. People if you listen to the people, you must call the phone number. It's going to be disconnected in 30 seconds. God's or Yahuwah's chosen tribe or chosen people, not the people in Israel. The people in Israel came from the Khazarian region in Russia. And these evil people, who were a warlike people, threw their own people under the bus and made them suffer in Germany. Yes, it was a very terrible, terrible thing they did. But they made they threw their own people under the bus in order to establish this lie and establish this nation. Nation. 
under Satan. Because they use that satanic symbol, that star, which has nothing to do with David. They call it David's star. It has nothing to do with David. It's been a satanic star for thousands of years, and it's used to conjure up demons. You can look up any satanic website, or you can look up any Satan worship, and you'll find that star in the wall, on the floor, with candles around it. You'll find it everywhere. You're true Jews. You're true Hebrews. Are these people who you're still oppressing, these people who you're still calling names, these people who you like to make little funny remarks, you think they're funny. They're not funny at all. You need to get your head out of your butt and, and start doing research and, and quit following, this, uh, following all these uh, distractions like football and um, all these supposed news stories that aren't news at all to distract you and all your theme parks and your Disneyland which is another satanic uh, place full of witchcraft I mean just look at Harry Potter and you need to get on your computer this tool that we were blessed with by Yahuwah and do some research some real research uh, turn on your TV and watch the history channel you know that's not research you get on the computer and start digging or don't even don't even worry about it just believe what you believe this is for people who have ears to hear <clears throat> they threw their own people under the bus in order to establish this lie the true Hebrews are your African Americans or black people those are the true Jews or Yehudim is the correct term Jew is a fairly new word but your true Jews or Yehudim, or the so-called black people, or African Americans. So, next time you want to name call and make funny remarks, keep in mind that you're talking about people that were chosen by Yahuwah, the Almighty, and He doesn't, and He sees it. You also have uh, people that were from other tribes. Anybody that's been oppressed or run down or run over. Uh, you know, your North American Indians were from a certain tribe of Israel. Your uh, Mexicans were from a certain tribe of Israel. Your Arabs were from a certain tribe of Israel. Although a lot of them are following false teachings, just like a lot of us are, though. You know, in Christianity, people in Christianity are following all kinds of false teachings. You know, and one of them is backing this... Israel, this false nation that's been established. You know, and a lot of people in Israel that are there, not a lot, but there's some people in Israel that even realize this lie and protest and know about this. You know, they get a CIA agent or some undercover agent out there claiming to be Hezbollah or whoever launch a toothpick of a missile over at Israel to give Israel the excuse to go bomb women and children and babies and bombard them with white phosphorus, which is a war crime that's never been addressed and it's not being addressed. Make it look like it's being addressed a little bit, but it's all a show. All these leaders of all these countries are part of a 1% club, okay? And you're not part of it. So stop believing their lies. Start listening to some of us here on the ground in the trenches that are doing the research. You know, um, let's look at a couple of scriptures here. 
Let's look at Revelations 2.9 and Revelations 3.9. It says in 2.9, Revelations, I know thy works in tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Satan's seat is over there. Zeus. Um, so right there it tells you. He knows the people which they say are Jews and are not. He knows. Okay, it tells you right here. And then in Revelations 3.9 it says, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, with the star on their flag. It doesn't say that, but it's people with the star on their flag, the satanic star, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. So, um, there you go. It's right there in the scriptures. Uh, and it is a lie. Those are Khazars. They were a warlike people. They loved war. Um... And then they threw their own people under the bus to set up this lie. You know, I'm not saying everybody in Israel is a bad person. A lot of them have been brainwashed and are bad people now from believing the lie and saying that certain people should be wiped off the map and this and that. That's There's no love in that. How can you say you follow the Most High and, and condone women and children being blown to pieces? Condone children watching their parents being blown to pieces? How can you do that? In Amos 5.26, it says, But ye have borne the tabernacles of your Moloch, and shown your, Im your images, the star of your God, which ye made to yourself. It's not a good star, people. A star. A star has to do with Moloch and a uh, room fan. Um, so, you know, and a lot of people say well what's the purpose why do we need to know this we need to know this because in the end days you're going to be following one thing and you're going to be led right into the fire you need to know who the true Jews are the so called black people or African Americans you need to know they are the true Jews because you're going to be following who you think are the real Jews and the leadership of who you think are the true Jews and the true chosen people and you're going to be led right into the fire you're going to be led right into the meat grinder that's the purpose of knowing the lie. You need to know that that image of our Messiah, <clears throat> or that image claiming to be our Messiah, is not our Messiah. That's a portrait of Caesar Borgia, who saw himself as a Messiah-like figure. Messiah was not a white European with long hair. He was a dark-skinned um, Jew, or Yehudim. So, um, it's, it's about identity theft. These people suffered for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Thousands of years. You know. And although the people that went through what they did in Germany was a bad thing, but a very evil thing, well, that, these people are evil, and they'll do whatever it takes to, to take over the world and, and uh, that they're playing in action. 
and that means throwing their own people under the bus, they'll do that. And now a lot of these same people have been led to believe that lie, that they are the chosen people. Now, you know, everybody has salvation now, but we need to know who the true Yehudim, the true Jews were. The true Jews were your so-called black people, your so-called African-Americans. They're not African-Americans. They're Hebrew Israelites. They're the original Jews. That star and that flag should say it all. Powerful, powerful, powerful. I'll tell you what, I'm telling you, folks, and again, that ain't everybody. We're not done. We still got a couple more. Have about three more. And um, I hope y'all are as blessed as I am to hear this again. Sister Eliana, um, go ahead and open up your phone lines. Uh, Sister Eliana, are you there? Yes, I am. What did you think of those two clips, the sister and the, and the, the, the brother? I'll tell you, it's, it's, a, it's just something hearing this again. What do you think? Well, you know, I thought the, the, the one young lady was really, she was very to the point, very frank, and she was really blunt, and I, I found that to be refreshing. And then for the, the, the gentleman, you know, um, he had mentioned something that sparked my, my uh, thought, about um, the Ashkenazi or the the Jews, the people who call themselves Jews, you know, they do believe in um, resurrecting a creature. He was talking about uh, that star of Molech and how it they can uh, bring forth demons. And you know, in a lot of their uh, their literature and in some a lot of their movies, they always um, depict where they can um, bring forth a creature out of the clay. Out of the earth, out of made out of dirt, and they call it a golem. And this creature, they can control, they can bring to life, and control to do destructive things. But you know, that's part of their. Um, they believe this, you know, and they are skilled in witchcraft and uh, black magic. So, uh, not all of them, because I know a lot of Jewish people, but there are those that are on the darker side of of the evil spectrum, like the scripture talks about. And that is one of their core, you know, uh, beliefs is that they can um, create life, you know, and uh, cause that life to to uh, do whatever they want. And they may be behind uh, the cloning. You know, I, I do a lot of research in a lot of areas, and cloning is, you know, they're saying that a lot of the stars are being cloned or – and they do believe in cloning, and they have cloned animals, and I'm, and they are cloning humans. And that's something that's not new. Actually, I, um, I was told, and I'm not going to say by a source because the person is a military person, and I don't want to get them into any trouble, but um, I was told by a source that um, cloning has been around since um, the early 30s, um, military using that technology. So, of course, you would, you would understand that these people are behind all of this. They're behind... Um, a lot of the evil. So it's good for our listeners to hear this information coming from other sources because these are not topics that we are, are things that we are talking about maybe on the in the routine of the show, but to hear the perspectives coming from these other people on some of the characteristics of those that say they are Jews, those that are occupying Israel currently those that have the churches giving them money and supporting them, thinking they're doing God a favor, 
Um, this is who they are and their nature. You know, they, they this is their nature. So it's good to hear this perspective, and um, it's refreshing to hear it from a different vantage point, if you will, and to, to just to hear the honesty. And, you know, that a lot of these people are starting to recognize who we are um, and not afraid to stand up. So, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to be joined to Israel in the final days. You know, the, the Father is raising up people who are going to be part of the society of Israel and that new kingdom as he's building when we fully come out of our diaspora. So good good information that you're bringing forth tonight. Yes, yes, yes. And I want to just also say a few, a few things. Again, we'll go to, to this next clip. I actually only have really two clips. One of them is 14 minutes, another one is less than two minutes. So we only have like maybe 16 more minutes of clips. And uh, but you got to hear what I got for you. Okay, you got to hear it. But listen, I want really quickly, the gentleman mentioned Revelation 2 and 9. Revelation 2 and 9, I want you to listen to this. Now, tell me, does this sound like the so-called Jews today? We know how wealthy they are. Everybody talk about their wealth. Everybody, I mean, they're known all across the world for their wealth and their being on top. They're not. The scripture makes it very clear if Israel does not pass down those laws, precepts, concepts, of Israel, they will have it harder than any other people on the planet. Now listen to this, Revelation 2 and 9. I know thy works. Okay, works. That can be them. And tribulations. Yeah, they're not going through as much as... Put it like this. The scripture talks about it, Israel as though they're going to be at the very bottom. Now, if there's another people... Uh, <laughs> if, if you're going to be at... at I can't imagine African Americans have it harder than the Jews if they really were the Jews. When the Bible says you're going to have it harder than any other people, you're going to have it seven times harder. Leviticus 26 say more than one time. It says like three times within one chapter. You're going to have it seven times harder. Now listen to this script and tell me who does it sound like? Revelation 2 and 9. I know thy works and tribulations and poverty. I don't know why I never really hone in on that word, poverty, works, tribulation, poverty, but it says in parenthesis, but thou art rich, I think that means spirit, because it does say poverty, then in parenthesis it says, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy, blasphemy of them which say they are Jews, and are not, so there's going to be somebody saying they are Jews, and they're really not. But all the synagogue of Satan, Revelation 39 goes as far as to say, I'm going to make him come and worship at thy feet. Who? Those who say they're Jews and are not. But all the synagogue of Satan. So you got some poor folk, whoever they are, and they have some tribulation going on. And then there's this other group of people that say they're Jews. Now, some people say, well, y'all are the ones that are, that are fake Jews. You you black Israelites. Okay, that would mean the Jews would have to be poor and going through a lot of tribulations and work. And then we come in saying we're the Jews and we are not, but of the synagogue of Satan. That is profound. It's one thing I want to say. Another thing I want to remind everybody, those of you who want this played again, you want to hear it again, you can always play the show again. But if you want these particular people... Without looking up all of this, and because some of the, some of these names were hard to get, some of these videos don't have a name on them. So this is what you do: on the show, I have pictures of these people. 
simply go to YouTube, type in Whites Tell the Truth About Black Jews, and you and line up, just look for those pictures, and you can hear some of this again. That's the best I can do as far as getting who said what. But, folks, this is universal. This is not some certain person. This is global. Just keep listening to Files Food Stone. Go to the archives and type in Files Food Stone Blog Talk Radio, and you will get all types of people. I've played clips over and over and over of whites doing this. I think I even had a show earlier where I said something like whites tell the truth. So just know that, okay? All right, folks, we're going to go back to the phone lines and play our last long clip. And then a clip out there is a real short clip. So check this out. you got to hear this. Be right back. Sister Eliana, any, more thing, any, any other thing before I go to this last clip? No, I, I'm listening. This is I'm I'm really refreshed to hear because it's it's just reinforcing what we already know. But it, hopefully, it helps somebody to really understand the way they should be walking and how they should be conducting their future and their life with their family going forward. Absolutely, well put, well put. Well, here we go, here we go, family and friends. Last clip again. You listen to Five Smooth Stone. Brother Seth, and Sister Eliana, and we just listen to white America. Say what we've been saying all along. We're not using them. They're not defining our show. They're not defining our movement. We just would love to hear from our brothers and sisters as well. Nothing wrong with listening to other voices say the same thing. Okay? If y'all missed last week, we were up in Pandy talking about voices saying some of the same thing all around the other world. Go back and listen to last week's show. Shabbat Shalom from FEMA Region Number 4. Actually, the sun hasn't quite settled over the horizon here in, uh, in Lexington, South Carolina, USA, but we are close to it. But I wanted to do, I wanted to do a, uh, a brief lesson uh, piggybacking on some, uh, some other lessons on the 12 tribes of Israel and uh, show from Scripture, from the Old Testament and the New Testament, uh, focusing on four passages primarily, um, showing that the Hebrews, the Israelites, are people of color. All right. Now, this teaching offends Khazars. Uh, this teaching offends uh, Europeans in general. Khazar meaning the Jews. But it's timely. And uh, I, I repeat this over and over and over again, but it's timely and it needs to be discussed, and it needs to be talked about. Okay, so, I want to get right into it. Uh, the biblical Egyptians, the ancient Egyptians, were people of color. They, were, they would be so-called black people uh, today. Okay, and they're still that way. Alright, the Egyptians who are living in Egypt now are not are not uh, who was living there back when uh, the Bible was being compiled, okay? Those people have been pushed into the Sudan, okay? Uh, but let me read our first passage in Genesis 42, and this is talking about when Joseph had risen to, to power in Egypt, uh, this is a passage concerning his brethren coming down from the land of Canaan. And because they were similar uh, people, 
the Israelites and the uh, or the, the ancient Hebrews and the Egyptians because they were similar in features and characteristics. His own brothers couldn't tell him apart from the Egyptians. Okay, his own flesh and blood. All right, let's read it. Genesis 42 verses 4 through 7. Okay, but Benjamin, Joseph's brother. Jacob sent not with his brethren, for he said, Lest peradventure mischief befall him. And the sons of Israel came to buy corn among those that came, for the famine was in the land of Canaan. And Joseph was the governor over the land. And he it was sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brethren came and bowed down themselves before him with their faces to the earth. Joseph was a high-ranking official. He actually he actually rose to second in command behind Pharaoh before it was all said and done. Okay, the second most powerful man on the earth. Okay, and jo verse seven. And Joseph saw his brethren, and he knew them, but made himself strange unto them, and spake roughly unto them. And he said unto them, Whence come ye? And they said from the land of Canaan to buy food. And let's go to verse 8, because this is, this, is this is the key verse. Okay? And Joseph knew his brethren, but they knew not him. Like I said, they couldn't even tell their own brother from the Egyptian people. Okay? Alright. Why? Obviously, we're going to find out why here as we go along. It's because they were similar in color. Okay. Now, uh, 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 um, oh, well, let's just go. Let's just go to the next passage. I'll bring that out in just a second. So let's scroll over to scroll. Let's turn to um, Exodus four. It's like I'm using a computer here. Exodus four, and this is when Moses. The Most High did a miracle through Moses. And let's read it. Let's see what this miracle was, okay? Exodus 4, verse 3. And he said, Cast it on the ground, and he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. That was the Most High speaking. And Moses fled from before it. And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thine hand, and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand, and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, hath appeared unto thee. Verse 6. And the Lord said furthermore unto him, Put now thine hand into thy bosom. And he put his hand into his bosom. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous as snow. And he said, or excuse me, verse 8. And it shall, or verse 7. And he said, Put thine hand into thy bosom again. And he put his hand in his bosom again and plucked it out of his bosom. And behold, it turned again as his other flesh. And it shall come to pass that they will not believe thee, neither hearken to the voice of the first sign, that they will believe the voice of the latter sign. So the Most High told him to stick his hand in his bosom. He pulls it out, and it leprous as snow. So, if he put his hand in his bosom, and he pulled it out, and it was white, 
That means it had to be dark skin tone. See what I mean? Because what kind of miracle would it be if he if he was a, if he if he was like who portrayed him in the movies in the 1970s, Charlton Heston, the Hollywood Khazar reprobates cast Charlton Heston, a European man, to play Moses. And they couldn't put this part in the movie because he was a white guy, so-called. Moses put his hand in his bosom and brought it out, and it was leprous as snow, the scripture says. That means it was dark. That means Moses was a man of color. That means the Israelites were people of color. Okay? Alright. Now, the other thing to mention, before I get into the, 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 the other New Testament scriptures that I want to get to, is, you know, remember when Herod, that, 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 that Edomite, that, uh, that Roman uh, Edomite, when he <clears throat> when he was coming after Christ, when Christ was a baby, because he was trying to kill all the newborn boys, so he'd get rid of Christ. Where did they flee into? They fled into they fled into Egypt, okay, and they were able to hide themselves in Egypt because they were dark skinned people, just like. The ancient Egyptians were dark-skinned people. Archaeology proves it, and the Bible proves it. Okay? Alright. Now, Acts. I'm going to go to 21 first, and then I'm going to go to Acts 13. But I'm going to go to 21 first, and the Apostle Paul, you're getting ready to find out, in Acts 21... Guess what? The Apostle Paul was mistaken. And, and remember, the Apostle Paul was a Benjamite. He was from the tribe of Benjamin. And he was mistaken for, you guessed it, an Egyptian. Let's get it. Acts 21, 37. And as Paul was to be led into the castle, he said unto the chief captain, May I speak unto thee? Who said, Canst thou speak Greek? Art not thou that Egyptian? which before these days made us an uproar and led us out into the wilderness, 4,000 men that were murderers. Verse 39. But Paul said, I'm a man which am a Jew of Tarsus, a city in Cilicia, a citizen of no mean city, and I beseech thee, suffer me to speak unto the people. So this captain that Paul is making this request to thought he was an Egyptian man. One more uh, 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 proof text showing that Israelites were so-called black people on the earth today. Okay? One more example. I'm going to hit one more before we finish this part out. And then by that time, you know, the sun really will be down and it really will be Shabbat. Alright. The last one I want to get, listen, the last one I want to get, you're going to pick up on this real fast, okay? Acts 13.1. Listen to what Simeon was called in Acts 13.1, okay? Acts 13.1. Now there were in the church 
that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene and Manan, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. Simeon was called Niger, N-I-G-E-R. And that word, my friend, is a Latin word meaning black. And it was referring to people's skin color. Okay? And Niger just happens to be where the, that foul word comes from if you add a G onto it. And that is what the whole planet calls Hebrews to this very day. Niger. A Benjamite, or excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, not a Benjamite, Simeon, who we don't know what tribe, okay, that was his name, okay, it doesn't specifically say he was from the tribe of, of Simeon, could be, but he was called Niger, all right, and, and I, and I and, you know, look, there's four, that was a quick look into the scriptures, couple in the Old Testament, a couple in the New. You can look these passages up. You, you, you know, this is, this, is a, this, is, this has obviously become a uh, hot topic for me, and it's been something that the Most High has been pulling out of me and, <clears throat> and showing me, and it's something that if you seek Him as, you know, if you know Christ as your Savior and you seek Him on this, he will reveal this to you. I mean, there's nothing, obviously, there's nothing special about me. Okay? We all have our own faults, me included. Okay? None of us is perfect. But this is truth, and it's going, to be, it's going to be spoken of in here. It might not be touched out here. It probably won't be. Okay? And, uh, but it's going to be touched on in here. It's going to be dealt with in here. All right? Now, the, other, the, 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 the main reason... This is so important today is because you have all these Christians and all these people on the earth that think they're following the Bible pointing to a specific people group over in Israel today and they are totally missing the real Israel. Okay? They've identified Israel and they and, and well excuse me, they 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 haven't correctly identified Israel and it is leading to all kinds of chaos on the earth. Okay? Most people are looking at who is over there in this land today, and they are calling them Israel. And I mean, I'm talking about big-name preachers. I'm talking about you know, run-of-the-mill preachers in small congregations. 99% of them who have a church front, who have a building, excuse me, are calling... Khazars, Hebrews. And they are completely misfiring. I mean completely misfiring. And it's going to cost them. It is going to cost them. Okay? And, and, and someday, when this whole thing goes down, when these wars start to break out, these regional wars, and eventually World War III, uh, a lot of people are going to be running to these pastors very upset. Very upset because they've had the wool they've had the wool pulled over their eyes, so to speak. Okay, in a nutshell. So that's why it's important. 
Okay. The other reason it's important is because it's just the truth. We should be a people who speak the truth no matter what. Okay? That should be our main objective, is to speak the truth. As a sister reminded me the other day, it's what makes us free. Okay, John 8, 31 and 32. The truth makes you free. Shalom.
August of 2019, the Most High is just going to accelerate this knowledge, and many, many skeptics are going to become believers uh, that and understand who we really are as a people. So it's good, again, that you're playing these clips tonight because it's just really adding the final touches in the, the cement, if you will, uh, on the foundation of this Hebrew house that the Father is resurrecting in this last day um, to bring his people back into a prominent place and for the world to know we are a prominent people. Powerful, powerful, powerful. And again, folks, I know somebody, probably a few, just a few, because I said it too many times for all, most of you to be thinking this. Again, people might be saying, well, what does this have to do with my salvation? What does this have to do with me? This has everything to do with you, especially if you, you know, it don't really matter if you're African American or Israelite or not. If you're a Gentile listening, you can understand, number one, don't align yourself with the people in Israel, most of them, because they're not there, they're not Israel. This is your Bible study, right? I mean, you are studying the Bible, right? The Bible is 90% seem like about Israel, right? Wouldn't you want it to write people so you can understand the book you're reading? That's another reason it's important. Another reason it's important to not feel like African Americans are less than humans. If you listen to this and you're in Australia and you're dealing with the Ab- Aborigines or the original people of Australia and they was brought there in slave ships and you think you're superior to them, now you know they're Israelites. There's a possibility these people are Israelites. And that's why. So no one should feel superior to another group of people because it's a group of people is malfunctioning, especially if they're living out these unique curses. Uh, 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 that we've talked about for the last, I don't know, three months? So now we can see they are humans. They they are, are, are intelligent people. They're just Israelites. So they can make us rich, but they can't come together because the Father said that. But here's the good news. The good news is this. The rule of those over Israel has come to an end. That's why we're on this show tonight, because this knowledge has been released by the Most High. So Israel is waking up. There's a new sound among African Americans, even our young people. They're not buying this whole, they don't just want to work in eight to five. They, they're concentrating on wealth, a lot of them. They don't know quite how to get it, and they disorganize, and they, you know, right now they can't handle that kind of wealth that they think, because they'll just put us further into a hole, but at least it's a new sound. Our people have not always thought the same thing as our gen- this generation coming. There's a new generation in the churches. We're no longer talking about black skin is cursed. There's a new generation of whites, the way they're looking at us. You heard tonight's show, okay? There's, this is just a, a, a fraction of what a lot of uh, so-called white people is thinking as they study the scriptures. So there is awakening of Ezekiel 37 dry bones coming alive. That's why my Facebook has the front page that it has. So yes, how is it relevant? How is it relevant? Of course it's relevant. It's relevant to everything uh, uh, you do. If, if, you are, if you're a pastor of African Americans and you're not telling them why they're going through what they're going through, you keep telling them Jesus is going to work it out, well, that's part of it. He is going to work it out. He is going to work it out. So you're telling the truth. We are overcomers if we trust in the Most High. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter who we are in the flesh if you don't know who you are in the spirit. That's true. But I'll tell you one thing. The Bible says, Christ said, man shall live by every word, 
Man shall live or thrive or exist fully by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. We are living this life in the flesh, Sister Eliana. Yeah, we are spirits, but we're living in the flesh. You can't ignore what the Father is doing in the spirit, and you can't ignore what the Father is doing in the flesh. We just know that the flesh is not the superior of the two. The spirit is. But remember what I said about the foster child or the foster adult. Even some of you listening on the sound of my voice, you don't know who your parents are. I bet many of you would give everything you got to know who your parents are, where you can make that, that connection. That's why this show is important. We need to make the connection to Israel and understand, no, our past does not start with slave ships coming to America. That's foolishness. Our past, our, Bible, our, our identity, our doggone birth certificate is that Bible that the world have on their coffee table. We are Israel, the people of the book, the most documented people on the face of the earth, it turns out. The people that introduced Yah to the world, really. Now, I know that, that Abraham, I mean, excuse me, Noah's sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth, all, or Yapheth, all of them had the Messiah. I understand that. But they fell away. They broke away. The, the Bible scripture says that the whole world turned from the Most High, Sister Eliana. Israel brought that name back into the proper place it needed to be. Check this out, family and friends. Again, thank y'all for tuning to Five Smooth Stone tonight. I want to close out with this last little clip. I'll play it, and then I'll come back, and we'll have final words and wrap up the show. This is only a minute and a half. This is a sister in the land of Israel. Listen what she says after she found out recently this truth. Listen, listen, listen. She can see it in Israel, this clip. Check this out. Hi, Shalom, Shalom from Israel. This is Ola, the daughter of Jethro. And I just heard that you black people that were stolen from Africa to America, that you don't know who you are. But you are the children of, of Yahweh, the children of Israel. And I'm telling you, you have to come back to your homeland, here to Zion, to Jerusalem, because us, the Gentiles, we do need you. We need you to come and pray, because you are our... Saviors. You're the one that was chosen by Yahweh to live in this land, not the Jewish people, it's you. You were stolen from Africa, they deceived you, they told you that you are slaves, but you actually the children of Israel. And it's time just to come, come back. Come for, for your people, come back for us, come back for the whole Gentiles, because only you, only you going to save us. So please come back to Zion. Now that was deep. Now, Sister Eliana, what do you think of that now? I don't, I don't know if I would say that we are the salvation of them, but I do think there's some truth to that. You know, uh, I think she's talking about the, the Father we serve. Once we come in obedience, that remnant back to the land, there's a salvation for that nation, for that land, because of the, what the Father said. It's, it's, I'm talking about folks that really believe the Bible now. This is what the Scripture talks about, a remnant returning. And yes, Israel will be savage. It will thrive again. So I think that's what she was saying by you are our salvation. Come back home. What do you think, Cecilia, on that? 
Well, you know what? I think that what she's talking about is true because when I was in Israel and the people that I went with and the reception I got from the people in the land and the recognition, uh, it was phenomenal. I mean, the cab drivers, the, the people, the common people were just acknowledging that I was Israel. And, um, you know, there is a truth. There's a truth to that. When we're in the land, you know, the land will be healed. The scripture says that the whole world is groaning and waiting for the sons of redemption. We are that, you know, we can bring the healing to the, the nations when we are in line with our Father. When we come in line with the Most High Yah, we will bring redemption to the earth. And so we do have to understand who we are. But, you know, that coming back is, is going to be done by the hand of the Most High because he has to make preparation, which he's doing. That he, He's going to clear those people out. But before he does that, they're building our homes over there. They're relaying our streets. They are setting things in order. They're planting our vineyards for us. They're getting it all ready for us to come home and to possess the land at, at the appointed time, and we're very close to that appointed time. So, yes, we are the saviors of Israel because when we come, peace comes with us. The Most High comes with us. The Ruach of Most High comes with us, and the Most High's presence is going to dwell there. So, yes, she's absolutely correct, and we need to be in line, and we need to understand who we are. I wanted to say one more thing, too, about the pastors. You know, the reason why well, the hold black... Hold on before you get to the pastors. I thought it was funny when I heard you say rebuilding our streets. Now, they don't know they're doing it for us, but you are absolutely right. They are doing it for us. I thought that was funny when you said they're rebuilding. Right. They, if you go over there and you ask them, they ain't going to say, oh, I'm rebuilding you. They're going to think they're doing it, but, but what is about to happen is going to be amazing. It's already happening, Sister Eliana. It is already happening. Y'all heard from the Jewish gentlemen. I think I had a couple of them on there. But go ahead. Go ahead, Sister. So I wanted to say, though, about the black pastors, the reason why they can't, you know, what the black pastors tell the, 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 the Hebrews is that all the trouble we're going through is the devil, and they say it's your sin. Well, in part, yes, we know it was the ancestral sin, and we know we have our sins today. We know that we're not following the commandments today. So, yes, that's partly true. But all the hatred against us is not the devil. It is the most ties chastisement, and we have to get that correct because we are we are saying that the most ties chastisement is Satan's attack against us, and then we are praying, rebuking, binding, casting down the the the, uh, the handiwork of the Father to bring us into correction because we don't have an understanding that it is the Father that allowed these things to happen to us. So, and, you know, it is not the devil that is doing this. Yes, Satan is, is busy, and he does, you know, he is our adversary. But the condition of our people is completely in the hands of the Most High. So I wanted to add that as a, as a point of correction because some people don't understand. Their pastors are telling them the reason why we suffer as a people is because of Satan. And it's not. It is because of our ancestral sin and the Father. We're just about at the end of this chastisement anyway. So we're going to see a whole other level of blessing that we've never seen before. And it is going to be about houses and land, but not here. (laughs) Some of us are going to have some things here. But what the Father is going to do is give us stuff that we didn't have to work for or build that's being rebuilt for us in the land that he promised his servant Abraham his servant Isaac, and his servant Yaakov, and the descendants. And so that is us. So we are going to inherit those things. So I'm excited. 
Well, sister, I appreciate that, and, and uh, uh, I appreciate those words. And, and remember, folks, there's a lot of curses. That obviously, we've been, uh, many of you don't like that word, but what do you call it? When you're at the bottom, you're doing all, going through all this mess, we're going through this obvious. But you don't, we don't have to have this in our homes. I, I can't say this enough because some people just stuck on, they, you hear the word curse and they lose it. You don't have to have that. We don't have to be shot. Kids don't have to be shot by the police. There's blessings. The, the Father has promised everything we need for our protection. But we have to trust him. We have to follow his word. The Holy Spirit has been given to us, Sister Eliana, to lead and guide us out of what? Danger. There's angels. They are all over this earth. What are you doing? What are they doing? Twirling their thumbs? Who are they protecting us from? And it's just like the police department. White supremacists. I'm talking about black folks in their mind are white supremacists as well as white supremacists with white skin. Self-hating black folks is doing stuff to us in our neighborhoods. From pain, from emotional pain, from all types of pain that would come to steal, from anything that the enemy dishes out that would come to steal, kill, and destroy. The Father is simply trying to protect us from. That's why we have precious promises. So don't get caught up in your ears talking about curses. Obviously, we're living them out. What, what, are we, what, are, what are we doing? We lying ourselves? Something is going on with us as a people. We're not, we're not operating on all cylinders just able to do what other people coming to this nation and do so easily. So that's what we mean when we say curses. We're living it out, folks. What, what can we say? Everything about us. Everything about us, folks. Everything about us is so we're so Hebraic. What you call in black uh, listeners, what we call black, oh, that's black, you know, black, black, this, black, that. It's really Hebraic. We've just been taught by a, a kind of a lopsided way about Israel. We always talk about King David, Sister Eliana, and we wrap up the show, folks. We always talk about people like Sister, uh, like uh, um, David and Saul and all that, but we don't talk about what Israel actually went through. While they was in captivity, it was just like us. A lot of those miracles that those prophets experienced was when they was in captivity with their houses led by women. Yes, their houses was led by women. Why do you think so many laws had to do with the widow or the widower? You know, all of this is because those houses was led by women. That blew me away when I found that I said, Eliana, I did not know that. I did not know that Israel, how this was led by women. That blew me away. And the young men was on the street corners, full of anger. That, I didn't know that. This is why it pays to go to a church where people are telling you who you are. That's my beef with most pastors. They think they're so deep. Anyway, anyway, Sister Ellen, I want to thank you for your time tonight, your expertise, your spirit, and uh, all that you bring to this thing we call Five Stone Network. I really appreciate this show, and I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Any closing comments quickly, quickly? Uh, I would just say keep doing what you're doing, keep having the shows, and thank you listeners for joining in and getting more knowledge and understanding. Keep doing your own research. And looking forward to talking with you at the next event. Shalom. 
on Shalom to you, sister. And that's Sister Eliana Batya. Y'all heard how to get a hold of her. If you did, go to listen to the first part of the show. Remember, folks, you can just listen to any of these shows by Googling Five Smooth Song as well as Blog Talk Radio. And just type in, you know, Israelites, Hebrews. And um, don't forget, more more importantly, to follow the show. No, every time we do something, you'll get a reminder sent to your Facebook. Follow the show. Just simply go to that front page that I sent you, and you'll see the word follow. And just follow us, please. We need that. That helps us um, do what we do, okay? People look at how many folks are following you, and sometimes they make a decision on whether or not to follow you based on that. They shouldn't, but they do, okay? Listen, I love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. And I mean that, again, this this message tonight was for everybody, not just so-called African-American. was for everybody. I did have one more clip I was going to try to, that I realized I failed to load. It's this Jewish man in um, in Israel. He, he's the known in Israel saying, you are the people. But you know what happened, folks? YouTube deleted it. That's another thing we're running into. A lot of more whites are saying what we what we're saying, but as soon as they do it, if they look like they're pretty intelligent, or YouTube is deleting it. So what we we got smart. What we do is we download these computers, these on our computers, and we'll upload them again to YouTube. And they, they it's just they're chasing us, so to speak. They're chasing these videos. So just know that there's more if, if more information like that. And don't forget when I did the special show some years ago, how the the so-called Jews is going to Wikipedia and whitewashing a lot of stuff like they always did. So you got to really be aware of what's going on in your world and not somewhere just somewhere trusting any one man, okay? Good night. God bless every single one of you. May the Most High, Yah of Israel, bless every single one of you.
you out before. 